started going flame and the wire started to come down. So he went to a, a, a stream right turn. My mom just completely backed up. But uh, my, my mom had a tale to tell from... Uh, she was just going to go to the post office and mail more boxes for me, but uh, it blew out several of the uh, neighborhoods in the whole area. Yeah, the whole oh, it's a transformer uh -huh. goes, and you can kiss electricity goodbye oh, for yeah. ages. Oh, yeah. Well, there you're on the air. I can hear somebody. Turn your radio down. Ivan, turn your Ivan. Hello. There you go. Hi, Ivan. How are you? Hey, finally. There you go. Oh, gosh. It's good to talk to you. How are you doing? Well, you know, uh, things are always relative. Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm kind of uh, convalescing at this point from a, a bad fall I took in New York, and I sort of shredded my uh, ro rotator cuff, uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, laying up and doing okay. I'm rather, it's better being, you know, half a mile from the ocean than it is where I was in New York, so I'm, I'm going to Oh, be, my so. gosh. That's awful. Did you have surgery, or are they doing oh, it? Oh, did I ever, yeah. Oh, boy. Like five hours uh, of it, from what I'm told. Wow. Yeah, a whole lot of it. There, there are a bunch of places on the body that hurt like heck when you get a boo-boo. That's I right. Can, That's I right, exactly shoulder. right. I fell on my hands, and it was my shoulder that got, uh, you know, that got, got done in, so. And, boy, I'll tell you, shoulder is close to the top of the list if it isn't there when it comes to pain in injuries. Um, wow. You truly is. You, you, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, I so certainly I'm, do. But okay, though, because, you know, we, we've got room here and uh, a lot of people that, that love us and we love, and so we're, we're just, uh, I should be, I don't know, within another six weeks, maybe, I'll be oh. playing guitar and singing in the schools and doing everything that I like to do again. Oh, my gosh. I take it it was your right, your right shoulder? <laughs> what else? Well, I, of course, that's the one, that's the arm and the half, your right hand. Yeah, I, got, the first I was one. actually able to play guitar some, but I couldn't comb my hair, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> the, the, the range of motion went way up, so, uh, actually, they, they, they had, they had operated me in New York also, I had it done after it happened there, but it didn't go right, and they needed to do a lot more work, so, I, uh, agreed to let them try it again, and, uh, so that's what we're doing. Wow. Uh, I am, how are you guys I'm, doing? I'm so happy you're doing better. I'm just so sad that you had to go through all of that. I had to do it. Boy, that's no kidding. I really had to do it. Um, yeah. You know, but I'm, I, I uh, the medical system back in New York is really rough and tumble. I call it the gulag whenever I go to a doctor's office. <laughs> Suffer for hours and hours and everybody's real rude and everybody's real mean. And out here it's just not like that at all, you know, so... Oh my God, you are so funny. That's good. <laughs> Out of the suffering comes from funny, you're right. Oh, well. Well, then who was asking about the music that Ivan plays on his show? Last week, somebody asked about it. Ah, okay. Um, let me let my brain think about that, but right, somebody was asking about... Asking whether or not they were commercially available or if... Yes. You know, they, they were downloadable. Was or, it, maybe, was it your theme song, or is it the yeah, theme song? Yeah, the theme song. Boy, I'll tell you, that's the weirdest thing that ever happened, that yeah. theme song. In 1970, I was a protege for uh, of Rod McEwen, the singer, songer, right, poet. Right, right, uh -huh. Remember him? Well, I was his protege, and he made an album of me. And I wrote a song called Ivan the Ice Cream Man, which was just a little kind of a, a hippie ice cream man song, saying, you know, I'm, I'm I don't know, it's just a silly little song. Many years later, like we're talking at least about 30 years later, I was looking on eBay, 
and I uh, and 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 I see this, and I was actually going to check out to see if my album was available, and up comes Ivan the Ice Cream Man, and I thought, what's this? It turns out it was a '78 record by the Kid 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 Loopers or something like that, and they have a song. It's a completely different song, but it's also called Ivan the Ice Cream Man. And mine is kind of cynical, and uh, you know, it's uh, whatever I was doing in 1970. And this one was a lot more positive and a lot more fun. So that's the one we decided to use for the uh, theme song. Well, how much fun is that? It's really strange. I mean, that there could be two songs called "Ivan the Ice Cream Man," and one of them was written like six years before I was born. <laughs> they just knew <laughs> so, they were they were preparing. Um, and, and and I don't know where you. I mean, I just lucked into that. That was just a complete lucky one to, to, to run into. Most, you know, we get our stuff from everywhere. I mean, you know, it started with garage sales and anywhere that people are getting rid of children's records is where we get, get the stuff. I, and I think uh-huh. another thing they were asking, is there a good place to buy commercial release of children's songs? I think that was another question. Is there a, I mean, is there a, a, a good record store, Ivan? What do you, or not a record store, or maybe a record uh. label? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's there was when I was a kid. My parents had a nursery school in the San Fernando Valley, which is which is why I really came back to uh, performing for children. Yeah. And there used to be a place there called the Children's Music Center, which specialized only in children's records. Now, between you and me, I think the reason for my show even maybe is that so much of the stuff out now is just trash. Right. I mean, it's just. It's so many electronic bloops that really doesn't have any meaning to it. It's all about energy and jumping up and down. And, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, I like the stuff that has a moral tone to it. Yep. Yeah. Has some sensitivity to it. Mm-hmm. And we, we really go for those records that were, uh, for instance, tomorrow morning, if you could turn on your radio at 7.05 on KYNS, I'm, I'm opening my show with, uh, the Funniest Song in the World. Maybe you know this, Walden? Funniest Song in the World by Groucho Marx. Well, I've never heard of it. That's it's the title. only record he ever recorded for children. And he did it because he said, number one, I like children. Yep. And number two, I like what it's about. It was made in 1949. And it is about bullying and verbal abuse. And okay. it's uh, a bunch of animals that start making fun of each other and uh, it ties up with a really uh, you know just a very beautiful way of, of uh, dealing with that kind of thing which of course bullying is probably more popular now than ever I know it's a very you know, it's a very big problem in, in yep. schools and with kids Dr. Phil and Anderson Cooper had an entire hour on it yesterday and it was just uh, so frightening to hear I just did had... it in six minutes <laughs> and in, in uh, uh, 1949 the funniest song yeah. in the world great record wow written by and, Rhea Brashkin who wrote also um, uh, I, I know, a film called The Little Fugitive that came out in 1952 mm-hmm. about a boy who believes that he's killed his brother, so he runs off to Coney Island. Very sensitive, very beautiful. It was much a, a part of the new wave in France. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, those films were kind of connected to this movie. Yeah. Also, he, Ray Brashkin and Jay Williams, I'm doing a thing now, of, if any of your listeners know of the Danny Dunn books, there were a whole bunch of them came out uh, in the 50s. And we're going to be doing tomorrow, or next week rather, we're going to start on uh, Danny Dunn and the Homework Machine. This was written in 1958, hmm. and it's about computers. It's about these kids wow. that rig up a computer that will do their homework for them. Wow, I need and to interrupt And the fact that you can have a record that old, was that 54 years old, about yeah. computers, I mean, it really tells you 
there's just a wealth of, of, of information. I mean, I find these kids' records so stimulating. So many of them, I should say, are, are, are so interesting. And, uh, 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 you know, some of the great actors of the times, especially in the 1940s, they all did these records. That's I heard you play the Art Carney thing last Yeah, wasn't that fun? Really right. sweet, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Ivan, I need to interrupt children's records, which tells the story of a couple of labels, uh, the Children's Record Guild and the Young People's Records, that came out in the 40s and said, we're just going to change things around. And they made, I play a lot of them on my show, because right. they're, yeah. they're, uh, they resonate with children. I mean, that's the whole idea, you know, you I'm, I'm, I don't have a television, I don't want a television, and, and, and if they started selling some stuff, maybe I would, but, you know, there's just so much that can be done with the imagination, and if you present it to children in the right way, they will respond to it, you know? Indeed. Ivan, I need to interrupt for just one second and tell people we're talking with Treasure Ivan, one of Yesterday USA's special people. What tape are you on, Ivan, please? I'm tape 15. Tape By the 15. way, have they done a shift between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that they used to have? Correct. That's um, what happened. The automation system went melted down. Okay. And that's why the whole thing for the last two, two to three weeks been totally on the rocks. And so the, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I hold my breath anyway. Oh, no, they've been canceled. You know? No, 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 no. I think we're trying to move everything to the two-hour block system. Oh, okay. And I should be coming. I think that's what Tim was working on tonight. Is trying uh, to get, get trying to get ready for Monday. I think that, and I think Bill's gonna re re restructure people's schedule. So I don't know when that will be announced. I'm, I'm maybe okay. maybe Monday. Because here, what I'm doing in California is I have I have uh, the Treasure Island show is on every Saturday and Sunday morning at seven oh five to eight o'clock right. on an AM mm-hmm. station in San Luis Obispo. And then what we do is stretch it out a little bit, add another, you know, 25 minutes or so, and then send it to uh, USA. Perfect. Ivan, yeah. are you, uh, or uh, Walden, are you able to turn Ivan down for my ears? I can do that. I can I can turn him down for you. That would be great. Okay. Thank right. you. All right. Anyway, Ivan, now, I, who who would you consider being the grandfather of, of children's record? Who, who sort of started the whole thing? Like it or not. <laughs> like him or not, Uncle Don was, was, was down there in the late 20s. Uh-huh. His story is so incredible. He was working as an ad man at a radio station, or WOR, I guess. And they said, we're looking for a children's show. And Uncle Don looks around and says, give me a half an hour and I'll give you one. <laughs> you know, that's what he did. He didn't really, but, you know, and he was a drunk and he was a philanderer and he was really not a very admirable guy, but the kids loved him because he... And he just had a way of presenting songs and stories that, that uh, they liked, you know. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a little I'm a, Uncle Don Pin on my yeah. hat, you know, just just as a, a kind of a tribute to, to, you know, really what he did start. I mean, he was he was not the most admirable. He was definitely not. And see, he was protected in a lot of ways because at the time, they would never do this anymore. But at the time, uh, if you had an unsavory kind of reputation and you were doing things that were wrong, the press would actually protect you. They didn't want anybody to know about it because they didn't want the children to, to find out about their hero. Of course, all that has changed since then. Yeah. Well, now... But Uncle what, Don was, uh, um, you know, he was on for quite a while. Sure was. And he ended up, I mean, it was a rough, rough life. It was really a rough life. But he, 
he, I think what his success was that he enjoyed what he was doing so much. You know, he would be, he sounded a little tipsy to me on most of his, his recordings, <laughs> but he was having such a good time. He'd say, oh, little goosey goosey gander, you know, stuff like that. And uh, it just went over really well. Let me, what about performers? I see, I always, as a kid, I always associate Merle Ives as being one of the guys who, me as a kid, I always loved listening to him sure. sing. He did great stuff, and he, he did it on the mass level. Yeah. My personal favorite is Tom Glazer. Tom Glazer uh, became my mentor. The day before I started actually performing for kids, almost 30 years ago, I met him, and I said, I'm really nervous. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, and he said, don't worry. He said, they hear women's voices all day long, and they'll just welcome you coming in. Tom Glazer, you have lots of records. If you heard his voice, you knew him right away. Uh He he wrote uh, uh, On Top of Spaghetti, which he didn't like at all. Yeah. His joke about it was, he says, I know when I die and go to heaven, they're going to say, what did you do on earth? And I'll say, I wrote on top of spaghetti. And they'll say, well, you can't come in here. Uh, but he also, um, he wrote uh, Skokian. That was mm-hmm. a song in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did write, but, but I've seen him perform, and the guy just melted all over the place. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of children's performers. I've seen Raffi. But uh, there's something about these guys who are just really love their material and are really happy. You can tell the ones that are having fun and the ones that are making money. That's my feeling. Yeah. You know, my song Fire Truck, I, I must have performed that song 10,000 times since I wrote it. Um, and just this last month, I was going to call it and announce we were so happy because on YouTube, it just went over 4 million, uh, 4 million plays. And uh. that's a song that, that, you know, I just, I have fun singing because I look at the three and four year olds who were just enraptured with the song, and then, of course, you know, it's just fun to do it. Wow. So. Sounds, sounds cool. It's well, fun, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and also, I mean, I used to play a lot in clubs, and I mean, I, would, I have a, if you look at me on Google, you'll see that I've done their stuff, but, you know, I don't deal with drunks. <laughs> I don't deal with, with, with drug addicts. I don't deal with, I, I don't have to go to bed at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, that's, that's what it used to be, you know? It's a real yeah. clean crowd out there, a <laughs> the preschool crowd. Um, I've been really well has. Too. Are they're you really, there? Uh, they're very um, smart. They're very aware. And uh, if you don't talk down to them, that's the only secret. Is not to say, "Oh, hi, how are you? So good to see you." You talk to them straight, and 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 you know they're really a loyal bunch. So cool. that's that's what um, I know, you know. And uh, uh, Treasure Island thing has just got me. I have, I've you know collected this immense amount of of records over the years, and uh, I talk about them, and uh, I just love playing them, because it's, it's, I, don't, I don't know that anybody else has a show quite like that, you know. Uh, uh, I mean, Dr. Demento played a lot of these same records, but he also had, uh, you know, just it's just different, that's all, so. Yeah. Uh, now I'm trying to look for a way to get the children involved a little bit more, you know, to, to actually do, say, what Mr. Rogers did on TV to be able to do on radio, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, not an easy trick. But um, I work at a couple of Montessori schools out here now. I come in every week and visit, and um, you know, you learn a lot, and uh, it's, it's 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 challenging and it's fun, and that's. You know, and I'm in a great it's, mood tonight. <laughs> can he go down even further, Walden? Uh huh. I can turn him down. Okay. Go ahead. My shouting? I bet I am, huh? No. Well, it, um, I I won't even go into my phone. <laughs> it's 
it's not you. It's probably a combination of things, but I've got a new phone that is blowing my brains out. So Okay, I'll try to calm it down because I've been waiting an hour and a half to you like, just get past three phone calls. Ah, <laughs> uh, you are <laughs> so cool. Here, for, <laughs> you are so cool for waiting. How is Eva? Oh, my pleasure. How is Eva doing? She's working in the other room now. She's doing websites. Uh, she started to do website work here. Well, good. I've been She's saving. A for the family. She does everything. Uh, and, uh, I've been saving some detective stories for her for when you called and one of you answers some of my questions. Ha ha ha! All right. I I'm, and I remember she likes unusual detective stories. You sent that one that had such strange ones on it. It was front page detective, or it was the one. I just remember it, there was one where they uh, where this poor woman had her feet and they had the snakes that were going after her. Oh, God, I remember that one. Oh, um, babe. <laughs> oh, I can't, and I don't recall which uh, which show it was, which program it was, that it was an episode or if it was a standalone feature. But Lordy, Actually, Lordy, it that was... was an episode. Well, no, um, it was one of those, those, I can't remember it either. We have it here somewhere around, but anything you send us, we listen to. We love it, you know? Yeah, well, I'm glad. Okay, well, um, let me see. Are you ready? What did, besides children's music... What kind of shows do you enjoy? We like detectives. You you do want the detectives? Yeah, oh, we okay. Like the detectives. We like, that's such a great medium you know, for radio. You know, that guy with a trench coat on and a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Down the bad yeah. Guys. yeah. Oh, that's one of my deals. Okay, here's yes. your question. You have an opportunity to win some shows for Eva. Okay, great. All right. Which detective had a secretary named Effie Perrine? Oh, Eva's name, don't tell anybody, but Eva had her, her name on uh, Facebook was Effie Perrine for a while. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> really? <laughs> so you know, um, you know who it is? Yeah, didn't I say it? Sam Spade. Oh, Sam right. Spade, very cool. Okay, well, well you have just... Effie Perrine, that'll, that'll, <laughs> she'll yell at me for a week. <laughs> Why? alternate name or something. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. Okay, well, you have won yourself some shows. Is there anything in particular you would like? Not right now. I'm just thrilled to talk to you, actually. It's been so long, you know. Oh, that's great. Okay, I am going to put together some detectives for the two of you because I know both of you like it. Okay. And you issued the and challenge. I have to say that if you're awake at 7.05 tomorrow morning uh, at Walden, you were talking about that, that Groucho Marx children's record is really a masterpiece. Wow. And uh, it's going to be followed by something called It's Fun to Eat, which is one of the strangest records I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's, it's about 20 minutes, done in maybe 1946, and it's just about eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. You have to hear it to believe it. Wow. So. That's fun. Now, okay, one now, more time. What The time of the show and the five, station, and please. It's from K-Y-N-S. It's a CBS affiliate. The news comes on at 7, and Treasure Island comes on at 7.05. Well, that is going to be great fun. Now, what Ivan, happens? what do you want to vote for? It's the top <coughs> one of the five shows that need to be heard from 7 to 7.30, Monday through Friday. Oh, so, well, somebody's doing that with Johnny Dollar right now, I know, and that was a great idea, I think. So, um, we like them all. Uh, I should have had some prep time for this. I don't know. I mean, we just like them all. Uh... Is there anybody who needs any help? We'll nope, nope, nope. They basically, nope. Bill wants to fill in a, uh, have the audience pick a show, what they like, on Monday yeah. through Friday. We're taking um, votes. 
God, we like we like the comedies. We like Vic and Sade. We like uh, we like the detectives, westerns. We like Gunsmoke. We like uh, we're pretty eclectic family this way. <laughs> okay, well you um, have to help Bill pick. We're we're taking votes on individual shows. Well, I'll see you so and Eva can talk about it and call us back. Okay, yeah. we'll do that. All right. Okay, you two okay. You, you two decide and call us back on that. We'll do. Ivan, it is so good. Because um, I just, uh, as I said, there's so many, and we've heard so many of them too, but that's, uh, any of those would be just great. We'll, we'll give you okay. a call and let you know. All right. All right. Well, Ivan, so thank I, you I so much for calling. Somebody else can we, call in. We've so been lovely. asking about you, and I really appreciate your calling in. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. It really is. It's always fun to talk to you, and it's always fun to to get our surprise care packages in the mail and everything else. <laughs> care package. En route. Okay. Like what you sent. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great night. You betcha, dear. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, one and the only. Ivan. Treasure Ivan. Line. Oh, that was so nice, because I ask about that every once in a while. So, where is Ivan and Ivan? Where are they? 714 No one, if you call, you better call in tonight. It's been a while since you called in on the Saturday yeah, night show. And Patricia gets all bent out of shape. Yeah, so no one give us a call. And no one, I did get your box over to Jerry Syndicate, so he's working on your reels for you. So I finally got a chance to uh, tech base and deliver the, uh, the stuff. So that will be coming to you soon. 714-545-2071. We want to hear from the family. This is the last night of the month, so your call is going to be put in the hopper for the grand prize of the month. That's right, and I, I got the, um, the CD MP3 players, and I am sending one out. I finally got them this week, and I, I am uncomfortable with this because the place that sent them also has them wrapped in scotch tape, you know, the packing tape, yep. and that makes me antsy that maybe these packages were open at one time or another, so I'm sending it out anyway, Edwin. Edwin was our winner from last week. I'm sending it out anyway, and if you have a problem with it, I want to know about it because I will contact these people. Patricia, uh, I got Patricia will go to bat to make sure we get. Go to bat! I will sure. kill, <laughs> kill, kill, kill. Oh, oh gosh, what 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 show was it? Well, oh, Captain Midnight. I mean, they they had when they were they when they were fighting the. Uh, and the giant coming back to Trinity, kill, kill, kill. And what was the what was the program? Captain Mendo. Oh no, this was a spooky one. They, well, a, sure. a professor was, uh, created um, a man-like robot who was doing everybody's bid, and it turned out the robot fell in love with the scientist's wife, and he just went through the house and did kill, 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 and he killed the professor and then the wife was all upset because she didn't want to go with a robot <laughs> so it was kill kill kill, kill. kill. it was spooky and well i spook easily um anyway twinkies really are dead they're they're trying to sell off the assets so and, maybe somebody so, will buy and, and so ding dongs are they dead too well all of the all of the hostess products and they're up for sale so maybe somebody will buy the twinkies and start producing them again hello there but you're on the air yeah walt and ray are out of oh my <gasps> gosh ray ray how in the world are you it's so hey, good how to are you, to you patricia i am fine it's so good to talk to you how are you doing 
good, real good. You know, I uh, I've mentioned to you on an occasion or two in an email that uh, I do listen, even though I've been missing you guys. Um, but um, you know, I just tuned in. I just got in the house and I tuned in, and I I caught the last half of Ivan's um, uh, call. Yeah. Uh huh. And. Um, uh, I was wondering, he was talking about, and I just caught the end of it. Yeah. He was talking about um, a kid, uh, somebody who did a kid's program, and he was a drinker and a philanderer or whatever, right. whatever. Right. Uncle Don, yeah. Uncle Don. Oh, I got real worried because at some point he mentioned Mr. Robert. Mr. Rogers. Uh, oh my goodness! No, it wasn't Mr. Rogers at all. No. Oh no! Because he was a favorite of mine with my daughter of growing course. up. You know. Oh gosh, Mr. Rogers was just so squeaky clean and and did so many good things. No, his, it wasn't his Mr. sweater Rogers. went his sweater went through the Smithsonian Institute. I remember that. Wow. One of them, his mom used to knit them for him. I did not know that. Yes, many of his sweaters were knit by his mother. Well, he was a real favorite of ours. And, oh, yeah. Uh, my daughter often gives me birthday or Christmas cards with uh, Mr. Rogers on it, kind of a, a thing between us over the years, you know. Oh, how I nice. Yes, yeah, so I was, <laughs> I'm happy to hear it wasn't him. No, no. Oh, no, no. It was Uncle Don oh, on the old-time radio. Was he a radio or a TV guy yes. or what? Local, radio. Local New York radio. Uh, yeah. Because when I was a kid, there was a guy on TV in the afternoon. He did a kid's program around noon, and uh, I'd come home from school, you know, fifth or sixth or six, fifth or sixth grade, I guess. His name was Uncle Johnny Coons. Ah, I know the name. Wasn't he a senior? Didn't he have a no, couple No, he was, okay. um, um, Patricia, have you ever heard of him? I have not either, no. Look him up on uh, on the internet, okay. Uncle Johnny Coons. He rattled around local <laughs> television uh -huh. and radio for a number of years. He, um, I think he hit the, you know, his high note, you might say, uh, doing that um, live uh, TV program. I'm going to say 1955-ish. Right. And uh, what what it would be, you know, he, he, you know, he wore a derby hat and he just sat at a desk, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, and he did the um, our game comedies mm -hmm. and told stories and just generally was like a funny guy, you know. Do you know how to spell his last name? C-O-O-N, Uncle Johnny Coon or Coon, C-O-O-N-S. Okay, well, it would help if I spelled it correctly. Then I might get some information back. Uh, you know, okay, I did I look him up it. some years ago, and and you know, he was uh, he was involved in quite a few uh, early uh, things. It says it was a Chicago show. Yeah, the so, oh, the yeah, show I saw was here in Chicago, so I'm I don't know if it emanated someplace else. Yeah, well, I think my understanding early TV. A lot of the kids' shows were hosted by local TV personalities, so, you know, um, I think, you know, every area, basically every major area had their own hosts that they would show yeah. the cartoons or show the different 
I'll get on, you know, our game comedy sh shorts. I mean, some quite like well, it was a pretty big deal, you know, and when you're a kid, those kind of programs stick with you. They do. Because, you know, you had your favorites. Um, you do. I was a big Hopalong Cassidy fan when he first came on TV, and I tra transitioned from radio with him. Yeah. You know, him and Roy Ro and uh, Roy Rogers and uh, uh, Gene Autry and... Uh, Lone Ranger, you know, these were all radio guys who switched over to TV. And, well, uh, guess who has Uncle Johnny Coons featured on his website? Do you have him? Uh, well, it, uh, Treasure Ivan has him on his website. No kidding. No kidding. Uncle Johnny Coons hosted a very popular television show during the early 1950s in Chicago. His humor was zany, and his material was original, to say the least. His character was fond of inventing mechanical wonders, as well as old silent movies as a background for sight gags and studio pranks. So that's from Ivan, treasureivan.com. That's Treasure Ivan, our Treasure Ivan. That's his website, and, that's, uh, and he's got a picture of him up there. Oh, for goodness sakes, I got to look. I can see him clearly in my mind's eye. I, I really can. Um, you know, he was like uh, during that same period of Howdy Doody and uh, uh -huh. and the Video Rangers. Yeah. It, it, was Video Rangers uh, national? That was national, yeah. Uh, I was Captain Video. Captain and Video. Video, and Rangers. The Video Rangers, yeah. And, and you yeah. know, remember who, remember... Uh, and that's Don Hastings, who p was played the sidekick on that. No kidding. And Don Hastings, of course, was uh, Bob Bob Hughes at the World Turn for over 50 years, and he's the brother of Bob Hastings, and we both have him in Seattle. And uh, But no, that was Don Hastings there. And that well, that's fun. Yep. You can get some, some Captain Video and Flash Gordon from iTunes. They'll download some old videos for oh, you. Yeah. So I've, I've watched a couple of, boy, I'll tell you why. You know, Captain Video was not too bad a set. You know, some of them, when they had spaceships going through space, you knew it was a can of peas that your mom had opened the night before, you know. Yeah, there's but, a good trivia question. Who was, the, who was Captain Video? <laughs> yeah, who was he? Um, he was, but you know what I recall about that show? Mm -hmm. He was always dialing in something. You right. know, he'd stand up and then. Uh, dial in the rocket ship and uh -huh. all that kind of stuff. I'll give a clue. He was also he he also had a tie in the radio. He was also a star on one of the kid radio shows. Oh, you're talking about the actor, not the actor. Video uh -huh. Oh, okay. Well, the answer is still I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was Al Hodge who was the Green Hornet. Oh. Oh my goodness. Yes. We're just tied in all over the place. <laughs> you know what I really wonder the more I hear um, uh, discussions mm -hmm. about old-time radio and TV, especially radio, that those folks, you know, when you hear, uh, you know, you even interviewed different people who said, uh, well, I did uh, 12 shows a day and mm -hmm. I made uh, $6 from this one and yep. 15 from that one. I mean, that doesn't sound like any money at all. A lot of it wasn't, but you know. Uh, I mean, were were they? Uh, I mean, well, were these real jobs in retrospect? Yeah, yeah. But you're also talking seventy years ago. 
think about it, you know, um, 45 bucks a week would have been a lot of money in the Great Depression. Oh, yeah. You know, so... I remember, I'm going to say, 51 or 2 folks were making about 50 or 60. Right. In the late, in the mid-40s, an, an average radio job with, you know, not uh, a scale, was about 35 bucks a show. So if you did two, three shows a week, you're having you know, uh, over 100 bucks. And let's face it, you know, and it may, my you probably remember, Ray, my dad remembers in the late 40s, it, you were doing great if you made $5,000 a year. Oh, yeah. You know, you would, that was big money if, if you could uh, make $5,000 a year. So, you know, a, a radio guy doing making 100 bucks a week, you're, you're talking over 5000 a year. And that's two, three shows. And, mm -hmm. and if you look at somebody like Russ Tremaine, who was doing 45 shows a week, oh. you know, uh... You know, there was a select group of actors. That's all they did. How did they know where to go next? They, it was <laughs> it, it was amazing. Um, it, well, as, as Les Tremaine used to say, a lot of time he would walk in the door. They just throw him the script and tell him you're playing three parts, and hopefully you figure out what role you, before you go right on the air. Well, that I can running. believe, but how did he know where to show up? He must have kept a well, daily Sometimes, sometimes his wife would hold would uh, hold a cab, so he would run down there, and his wife was there holding a cab for him, and off they went. So but they knew where they were going. Yes. I'm thinking 45 shows, and I realize several of them would be in the same studio, right. like if they did an East Coast, West Coast type thing. Mm -hmm. But 45 shows, that gets spread out over a couple of studios. Yeah, it's seven days a week, and you're talking sometime, uh, if you're doing a soap opera at 8 in the morning and wind up doing lights out at midnight, you're talking over a 14, 15-hour period. Boy, you have to be a hustler. I would think now that you now that we're talking about it, uh, those people who manage to hang on for, um, like um, Jim Jordan, yeah, um, he probably got on, in on the good money toward the end of radio, if there was such mm -hmm. a thing. Well. I, I imagine, well, remember, Jim in the 20s said that radio really all it was for, the, for them was an advertising vehicle to send people to their live stage show. You know, so really there was no money in radio for them in the 20s. No. They were making it on concerts and things that pe they would say, hey, they made the announcement. So sometimes they picked and choose radio stations that would allow them to plug their performances. And, and that makes sense. Yeah. No. And then during the, uh, I, I imagine the, in the early 30s, the joint did pretty well, not great, but probably once, uh, once they were established with Johnson Wax in the late 30s, that's probably, and made the move to Hollywood, that's probably when they were in the big time ships, you know. Mm hmm You know, that's probably what happened to them. Well, you know, it, that's kind of interesting when you really think about mm -hmm. it, you know. Um, I was reading a book the other day. This might have taken place in the 40s. Uh, the book was on Ben Hogan, the uh, famous uh, champion golfer. Right. Mm -hmm. And he is the first one 
who did something that people in any line of entertainment all benefited from um, all these years later. As an example, uh, prior to what he did, anybody could use any athlete's name for whatever promotions they wanted to mm -hmm. without paying the athlete or the actor or mm -hmm. anybody. Didn't have to pay them. They could use their image. Well, Ben Hogan didn't think that was a very good idea, and he he went to court over it in the '40s, and he won. And that was like a that was a phenomenal victory, yep. because everybody was able to now um, you know have their picture on a Wheaties box without and get paid for it. Um, I was just thinking of another thing too that a lot of the actors who were making really good money. We're paying heavy taxes. Um, remember, in 1940, only 5% of the U.S. population were paying federal income taxes. And those who were paying it, it I, at least I know by the mid 50s, um, for Kitty Cowan, for Ozzy Nelson, it was a 95% tax rate. Wow. You know, so. So, even the one who was making big money, sometimes it. it most of it was gone. Yeah, isn't that so? Yeah. Well, I was. Uh, I always think about uh, Joe Lewis and some of the other uh, great athletes who uh, fell on hard times. Yeah. Later in life. Yeah. Uh, for what you know, multitude of reasons, but invariably they uh, talked about Uncle Sam taxing them to death. You know. Well, and remember, he darn near did. Remember uh, Abbott and Costello? That they had a t terrific tax burden to bear. Um, you know, a lot of people weren't blessed with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, who had the right tax people to set things up for him. You know. Yeah. Well, it's it's intriguing, especially for us who love uh, old time radio. You know, to hear how uh, the stars of yesterday uh, fared, uh, how they fared. Uh, uh, as an example, I'm just thinking of that guy who was the voice of Yabba Dabba Doo. What was his name? Uh, Alan Reed. Alan Reed, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really, really liked him in The Life with Luigi. Yes. And in an er interview he did with Chuck Shaden some many years ago, obviously, he said he really loved that Life with Luigi, you know, and they got caught in... Uh, they got caught in that whole thing with the uh, communists. Mm -hmm. I guess one of their players there, the, the girl who laughed silly, the the one who liked Luigi, right? And Rosa, uh, and uh, not that uh, anybody else was involved in it, and not even that she was, but they got red listed or red balled or whatever. They yeah, yeah, black balls. Yeah, black balled. Yeah, that was a shame. Well, in any event, you know, I thought I'd call and see how you guys are doing. Well, a couple of things. First of all, we are trying to pick out the show Monday through Friday from a 10 to 10.30 Eastern time with, with the favorite shows of the listeners to be played. So, you have one you want to nominate into the hopper, uh, what maybe your favorite show that other people would enjoy hearing. Well, I'm, uh, gee, for the last year, year and a half, 
I've, I've, been, I've just been hooked on Vic and Sage. Okay. I, I, <laughs> Why doesn't now? that surprise me that that would be your nomination? I was going to say, pick me. I know what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> Vic and Sage is your nomination. You, you know, know, Vic and Sage has a really strong following, and I didn't realize it until I... Um, I picked it up in one of the radio digests, the emails that come from radio listeners and radio aficionados, and my goodness, they are strong in their opinion that Vic and Sade is just at the top of their list. Well, you know, when I told you that, uh, I don't know, two years ago, Patricia, you, you told me you weren't really keen on them. Why? Well, I, I can't get past the first five shows. <laughs> <laughs> I would encourage you when you're relaxed. <laughs> Some, somewhere in, in the next 30 or 40 uh, years. <laughs> and, you know, it sounds just like somebody down the next block, your, 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 your neighbor. You know, it's, it, it, I, it's so amusing to me. Now, you know, I, I went through the entire series of... Um, uh, I really enjoyed them too. Uh, the Great Gilders leave. I did all their programs. I enjoyed that. I did a lot with Silver uh, um, McGee. And you know, when I say a lot, I mean I'll listen to them for six, seven, eight months and play them over and over and over. And I'm oh doing goodness. that with Vic and Sade now for the last year and a half, two years. And it just, wow. it, it's just so entertaining, relaxing, laughable, funny yeah. to me. You know, that really that really says a lot with the tens of thousands of shows we have available that you like this so much that you'd be willing to listen to them again. <laughs> I'm telling you, 10 or 15 times each show. <laughs> wow. Well, Ray, I have something to request. Yeah, go ahead. Could I please borrow one of your straight-through listens and pretend that it's mine and I can say I listened to Vic and Sade? Well, how do you mean that? Well, you, you listen to them more than once. Uh -huh. So if you let me have one of your times, then I can say, okay, yeah, I read them, or I listened to them. You will have done it for me. It's like doing my homework. No. <laughs> I, no think, huh? I think I think it could be required listening for Patricia to have one <laughs> show. Ray has been after me for two years to do this. I know. Well, maybe we should, maybe we maybe the family should draft Patricia into listening to a Vic and Sade every day. Well, maybe they could draft me into listening to something that isn't on my radar and that I haven't tasted before. There you go. That could be a nomination for the, what 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 show do people want to recommend Patricia to try out? To listen to, yeah, and Vic and Sade, I guess, is on the list. It's isn't on it, the right? list. It's probably gonna be number one. You're going to buy a thread all 300 episodes, Patricia. <laughs> you know, I tell you, uh, um, uh, when I drive my car, I have that serious radio. Uh huh. And I listen to the fellow who does that show. Great bell. Uh -huh. And then you get a whole, you know, I, I just get the whole taste of all the uh, old time radio shows. And I enjoy almost all of them in the main, but uh, when I'm at home, you know, I pop in uh, Vic and Sade. Well, I have that, um, what do you call that thumb drive you sent me that one time? Uh-huh. 
Yeah, the flash drive, yep. Flash drive, yeah. And, uh, uh, boy, is uh, that is so neat. You know, it took me a couple of months to get it uh, to work in. Uh-huh. Or try to get it working, you know. Yeah. I mean, it worked immediately. I just followed your directions. And, uh, and uh, you know, I did, you just gave me a ton of them. And uh, I just started at the top and worked down all day. And so you've got your homework cut out. Ray is talking about a flash drive. He was one of our winners earlier this year in the monthly prize contest. And uh, that means anybody who calls in has a chance to win in each month's um, prize drawing. And Ray, uh, that particular month, I had a flash drive, and he got a 16-gig flash drive, and I filled it up with radio shows, and that's what he's talking about. Yeah, so you've got, it's you've got your a good idea because I take that flash drive to work, you know, when I go in and uh, uh -huh. get to Wisconsin. So uh, I just pop it in. I could use it anywhere. Really good that you're the boss, huh? <laughs> that helps too, of course. <laughs> right. Well, I got everybody listening to old-time radio anyway, so. Oh, good. That's part oh, of, good. Is that part of the job requirement? <laughs> I think it must be by now. <laughs> Too much fun. Okay, well, I have I have to ask you a trivia question, and then you ready. can tell me. Are you ready? Sure. Okay, I've got I've got horses. I want to know a horse. I want to know either, and you'll you'll have three of these. You you have to give me Hopalong Cassidy, Jace Pearson from Tales of the Texas Rangers, or Dale Evans. Whose horse do you want to name? Uh. Uh, the only one I don't really know, and I'd have to really think about it, is the guy with Texas Ranger, and I always liked his program. Okay, well, what about uh, Dale Evans and Hopalong Cassidy? Evans Buttercup. Am I right about that one? And you're close. Ooh, it wasn't Buttercup. <laughs> you're close. You're you're so close. Butternut. Buttercup. Butter. Keep going. Keep going. How many butters can we have? Boy, that was good. Butternut. Um, one more. Butter. Butterfingers. Butter. No hints, Walden. <laughs> I knew your brain was going over there. Oh, geez. I'm pretty good with horses. I know. Butter. Butter. Come in, butter. Butter. <laughs> oh, geez, it's not. Well, you only you only butter. needed to. Good. Butter cookie. Copper. Very good. Oh, you wow. got one. You got one. Okay. Um, and that's all I required was just one. Okay. Should should we save? Should we save? <clears throat> yeah. Should we save Dale Evans or can I? Yeah, tell I'll him? go ahead and save it now. <laughs> you know what I'll do? I'll look that one up on the internet. There you go. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't get it. Oh gosh, you're so close. You're so close. Butter you can watch. do it. I'll hang you up and I'll get it. Yeah, I was just going to say, when you hang up, you're going to get it. But before okay, you go, I'm going to leave you one. Uh-oh. And this is, uh, this is a tricky one. 
Um, Jim, what's his name? Jimmy, uh, the airline pilot. I mean, the Air Force pilot. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Oh, okay. He did a series of cowboy radio programs called Six Shooter. Right. Six Shooter, right. And he had a horsey, and his horse's name was what? Scar. Oh. (laughs) Somebody gets that. He's good. I remember I'm talking to you. I am so glad you asked me when I could answer it. That was really nice of you, Ray. Thank you. She had two for two tonight. She is cooking. This is great. She's cooking with gas. You folks hey, one last stop. one. Tom Mix's horses. Um, that was Tony the Wonder Horse. Yay! Three for three. Wait, well, I'm ahead. Oh, no, no, no. This is good. This is good. <laughs> I've never done three in a row. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, All right, um, Ray. You're a radio? winner in my book, Patricia. Oh, you're so good to me. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> what, and you do. You always say nice things. Thank you. There's, There's got to be at least one more radio show that you need. What is it? Um, he needs Satan Vic. Oh, he's got that. Oh, okay. Yeah, you Twice. know what you gave me with that Vic and Say too was um, an interview. Yeah. Yes. Which is just super. It's just so nice to get you know an added dimension out of people you care about. Uh huh. Um, you know something? I'm gonna save my request because I want something. Uh, I can't think of exactly what I want now. Can I? Can I send you an email? Of course you can. Good. Because I, w- I want to pick out something that I don't have. You know, I don't want to okay. tell you something that I have on that flash drive. Because um, you gave me just about all my favorites, you know. Yeah, you had a poop load in there, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, guys, dear. it's really great talking that, huh? to you. It oh. was so great, Ray. We've been wondering where you are and how you are, and I'm just so glad you called in. Thank you. Yeah, by all means. And post happy uh, Thanksgiving to you guys. You too, Thank Ray. you so much. You too. Okay. Good night now. Good night. Bye-bye. Isn't our family good to us? Seven four five four five two zero seven one. We just love being with everybody. This is what we do. And it's been forever since somebody who has never called us before called in to say, you're out there, you're out there, please give us a call, let us know you're out there listening, because we're here. And you get automatically get prizes for just call, be a first-time caller. You automatically get radio shows. Hello there. Yes, yeah, Ivan, just one quick thing. Yes, Ivan. <laughs> yes? I, I, now, now I got the habit of it, you know. Not good. Uh, Eva said that she would like Henry Aldridge to be our pick. Uh, okay. Oh, my but, goodness, okay, Henry one. Aldridge. That's, you got that's it. That's one of Patricia's favorite shows, so that's good. One that's of Eva's, too, and she's never been crazy about Dick and Sade, so you two have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> the second okay. thing is, if your listeners would like to, we have all the Treasure Ivan shows are available uh, on, on archive. They can listen to any show that we ever did. Just go to treasureivan.com. And the third thing is that uh, we did a show recently called The Confederacy of Uncles. Uncle Johnny Coombs is on it. Oh. We, we did complete shows by him. I even put Uncle Remus on it, just to show my defiance <laughs> just of everything. Just for the heck of it. We also did uh, Uncle Don and Uncle Rumpy. You know who that was? No. no. Uncle Rumpy was the guy who did the little Orly stories for the Fred Waring. No, I don't remember. Oh, well, you can find those too. And Uncle Lumpy, 10, 15 years later, became Mr. Green Jeans on Captain Kangaroo. 
Oh my goodness, boy, those Congrats guys got around. Wow, those guys got around. Well, thank That's you. That's right, they did. And finally, I some something that will redeem Uncle Don to people who were really miserable about his his unsavory life. One thing about him was he did not say that'll hold the little bastard. <laughs> I know, I know. And and he didn't do that. He got a real bum rap from that. Uh, Pardon my blooper series. Actually, was the one who simulated that and caused all the trouble. That's right. Yes. Yes. Right? And so Uncle Don may not have been perfect, but at least he didn't do that. <laughs> and I sure am having a great time listening to you guys tonight. Thanks, Ivan. Well, it's Saturday thanks, night Ivan. again. <laughs> you bet. So thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So Too him. much fun. Poor, you know, those blooper series. Um, Colonel, stretched, stretched. Colonel somebody, yeah. Stretched the truth. It did. That's why I go through it and I pick, and I, I'm pretty good at picking out which ones are real ones and which ones are not the real ones. You can do that, huh? Yeah. I can. Uh, it seems like all the false ones ha- were done in an echo chamber. Ah, yeah. you and your ears. Yeah, your so perky I ha- little ears uh-huh. over there. Can I, I have a two set of that so I... I pick out the ones I really like. That's what uh-huh. you know, my favorite. You know, I love that to play that Bill Goodwin one. When I oh, talk gosh. about, so that's in, and I know that's the real one. But uh, others I can tell it's just, it's just made up stuff. Uh huh. Uh huh. 714-545-2071. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope hope all you all got plenty of the turkey and some pumpkin pie, cranberry sauce, and anything else that your family and your friends or yourself like to have with your meal. Ask me if I had that. Patricia. Yes, Walden. Did you have Thanksgiving this week? I certainly did. I make a turkey for me every year. And you know that I have or did several years ago drop out of the holiday craziness. Yes. But that doesn't mean I can't have turkey. And I make one just for me every year. Hello there. You're on the air. Am I on the air? You are on the air, Nolan. I got a, a message that you called. I we did. Can I get call you on Skype? You want to get do it that way? Or you Why? Want to get me on the phone? Can I'm on the phone, be... radio phone this time, but okay. I, don't the, uh, I don't know exactly how to wire it into the console yet. <laughs> That's okay, but no, we just, Patricia and I just haven't heard from you for crying out loud. That's why we want you to call. Nolan, we love you. I'm so we glad to you. hear from you. I love you, you too. <laughs> oh, this is good. How are you? I'm, I'm finer than frog hair. Frog hair, right. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got oh, you a box of reels to Gary Hendigas, uh last week, Nolan, so those are going to be all transferred, and the CDs will be on its way. Great. So, I hope there's some use to uh, collectors. Well, it's, it, it, it's going to be fun. To see what, what what pops out, so it'll be fun. So good stuff. Good stuff. We're talking with Florida. Nolan Kenner, who is in Florida, and Nolan was uh, has retired as a Yesterday USA DJ. Nolan's voice is the introduction every show that Bill and Mike every show that Bill and Mike does during. I get get my my verbs mixed up sometimes. Bill and Mike have a live show, and this is the introduction person. Uh, Nolan does the introduction for them every night. I'm sorry for interrupting, but we have to let people know you're in Florida, huh? Yeah. Important, important people live here. Now, you, 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 I just thought of something. What? Nolan called us. He's he 3,000 miles away from me. 
Right. And I'm called you, and you're 3,000 away. So 6,000 <laughs> miles traveling, and you guys are practically can call each other within a couple hundred miles from each other. We, we could <laughs> stick our heads out the window and say, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Got a Dixie cup of the string was what we did as a kid. Yes, right. It's a Dixie cup routine. So I'm sorry for interrupting. I just wanted to make sure people knew who you were. I um, one of Ivan's shows a few weeks ago where he mentioned he played uh, a song from Song of the South. Oh yes. And uh, and commented that uh, the movie was not available on DVD. Ivan, don't uh, wish for what you. Why that go? Be careful what you wish for. Right. Because if you give me an email, I might be able to hook you up. I know a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. Yeah. Nolan knows everybody. <laughs> it's uh, nolankenner at bellsouth.net. Bellsouth.net. Okay. So, Ivan, here. Write that down. And there's no D in it. N-O-L-A-N. K-E-N-N-E-R. Generate like a toy company without the money. <laughs> I never picked that up. Oh, there's, okay. a toy com- there's a Kenner toy company? Yeah, uh, we're closely related. I uh, looked it up and they picked it. <laughs> it was a Cincinnati-based company and there was a one of the streets that uh, the building faced was Kenner Street. And there was a, <laughs> drawing up the corporate name they picked it off the signpost, so this is not really related to anybody except whoever that that uh, person was that the sign was named for. For goodness sakes. But you can always well, hope, you know. What kind of toys do they make? That string went to the end and was fruitless. I have another uh, brilliant idea, and this doesn't happen often because they're never accepted. <laughs> <laughs> but I... My big time in working uh, working as a kid listening to the radio was Sunday afternoon. And my brothers and cousins, if we were playing outside or if it was raining or really for whatever reason, we went inside and were glued to the radio for about two or three hours with a mutual lineup of detective shows, yeah. adventure shows. I was wondering how it would be. And well, I'm, I'm sure you can come up with this or, uh, or maybe even... Patricia, too, because of your research abilities. Now, if we had a radio schedule for Sunday on WOR Radio, we could um, convince Bill maybe to do that one Sunday. That would be perfect. Actually, actually, so actually re- reproduce a radio schedule that, yeah, and you could pull a year or a date or... Oh, I like that! Yeah, yeah I, I think that definitely, because for people who may or may have forgotten, Sunday afternoon... Must have been mutual biggest biggest block of time. Well, you had the shadow at five, I think it was. Before then, it was with the mysterious traveler, true detective, Nick Carter. Those are the four big ones, and there's probably a couple others that mutual had. It was just that would be two hours right there. Yeah. Um, and of course, I'm amazed that you remembered. But yeah. Uh, and also, I thought it might be good for. Uh, the effect is if we all did station breaks with the call letters. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. Put put that in there. Okay. Put that. Put make a note, Patricia. I'm making a note, making a including note. call letters. All right. 
We can do that. Can I get can I get to say a call letter? There were female there were female radio announcers. I think you could be one. Not very many, were there? Oh, sure. Well, you know, there were a lot of actresses. And it came to me when you said Nick Carter in The Shadow. Yeah. I remember even as uh, eight or nine years old hearing the actress on Nick Carter. And it came to a, a climactic uh, part of the script, and she was supposed to yell the name of the person. And on you know, Nick Carter, she said, Lamont, look out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Do we have a Something collection of bloopers? Well, maybe Do we? Won't notice. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. You know, uh, Tom Collins, who played um, do, 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 do. Uh, Frank Grace. He he played Frank Grace, yeah. and he also played, I believe, Chandu, the magician. Right. And he was doing a Frank Race one night, and he was talking. He was having dinner with a woman, talking to her across the table, and he said. I don't think so, Dot. And, of course, Dot was his sister-in-law in Chandu the Magician, and it just flustered him. that You could tell that it really shook him up that he used the wrong name on that show. <laughs> do, do you know uh, what a spoonerism is? Yes, I certainly do. We talk uh, about help, spoonerism. Help uh, it's the, where you take the letters off of one word and transpose them to another. Correct. So if we were saying... Um, Walden is a good boy. We would say Balden is a good boy. Okay. That the one kind I heard of stuff. It was on the Counter Spy. Uh huh. And and the uh, person was almost like the Lone Ranger. He said, "Who was that? He was with the United States Counter Spy." Uh, <laughs> he's supposed to say, uh, "He was with the United States Bounder guy." Oh gosh, that's well. That would have been a Pudrierson. Oh, yeah. Poo Drearson would have been a spoonerism. A Drearson. A Drearson. Then when Don Wilkins oh, did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Drew Poosson. So he, um, he would I didn't get, know what you called him, but I'm not sure. Yep, that's a spoonerism. Actually, for people who may or may not know, in the 1930s, there was a famous comedy team that had their own radio show, Colonel Snoop Snoop and Bud. And that's what they were known for, was spoonerism. That's what they no did. No kidding. Yeah. That was, their, that was their bag of tricks. Well, would you like to know there really was a Professor Spooner? Oh, really? Uh-huh. In England, he taught at Cambridge. And his trademark, it wasn't really his trademark, it was his signature, was that he used to transpose the first letters of words during his lectures. And it got to be known as a Spoonerism. Wow. His name is William Spooner. So now we've had our history lesson, boys and girls. There will be a test next week. <laughs> we, uh, the, uh, I'm desperately trying to think of the man's name because I really would like to give him credit, but he was on the Hee Haw tel television show for one thing, but it was around forever. But he did a version of Cinderella where he transposed and everything into a spoonerism and, uh, or that other word you said. But it would, an example would be the, uh, uh, this is the story of Rendicella. And That's it. Oh, gosh, I remember hearing that. Did you? And he she slopped her dripper. Dropped her slipper. Yes, yes, yes. And every and one I, of the words he changed around like that, and it is hilarious. There, uh, there have been a couple of shows like that, but I remember the Cinderella one. It just doubled me up. 
All right, Cinderella. And this was in, um, was it, did you say Laughing or Hee Haw? Hee Haw. Hee Haw. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, he's certainly done more than that, but that kind of stands out as one of the clever. Archie Campbell, does that sound right? Yes, yes. Um, and it, it popped up right away when I did a search. Campbell. And he did the Rindersella Rinder story, fairy tale, <laughs> who slopped her dripper. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a misdemeanor in Florida. It's probably it's probably a felony by now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, good one. Really good one. Um, okay, so uh, your vote is to set up a regular schedule according to an old radio schedule, and you prefer the Sunday schedule. Well, that was when uh, I think I'm right, Walden. That that was when they brought out all the biggies. You bet. Sunday, Sunday. With a big, okay. Sunday with a biggie. Okay, according to the actual Sunday radio schedule. Now, Nolan, you need to make a choice here for the audience. From 10 to 10.30, Monday through Friday, what, what show would you nominate that the uh, should be on the station once a week? Oh, see, I thought this is what he was talking about. Oh, forgive me. Oh, just I thought that was his nomination oh, okay. for two hours. You that, okay, I just thought maybe that would be a different idea. It sounds like a different idea. You're right. Okay. Bill is asking for a half-hour show or program to play an episode from every Monday, one for every Tuesday, one for every Wednesday, half an hour in the evening, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock to 10.30 time slot. So we're taking nominations. I see. It reminds me, uh, at AFN, we tried to align... The radio show with the with the TV show as it played in the in the U.S. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Wednesday night, eight o'clock. Right. AFN Gunsmoke Radio. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that the person coming into Europe would uh, have some taste of home, almost uh, synchronized with what he did before he or she. Uh huh. Couldn't do it all because all of them didn't have both. You know, they didn't have radio yeah. a TV. Yeah. But maybe even be a Western uh, where a uh, on Radio West was uh, available. And so at least a, th- a thread from home, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that got me thinking uh, about what you all are doing. And I, Gunsmoke would be my choice. Okay. Is that overworked? Nope, nope. No, not. no, and we're taking votes, so even if um, it has been suggested, that means Gunsmoke gets two votes. So and we get two votes now. Okay, Fine. this is great. Good. Well, while Bill's away, we'll reprogram the whole network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And you guys know how to get in there, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, considering we see him going on vacation next week, I think, underscore Bill, just don't let, no, just don't let the bride know. We'll take it over the station for a couple of weeks. <laughs> there is great merit in being incompetent. I can't be blamed for any of this. <laughs> This is good. You can be, right, you go can, for it, guys. You, you can be our mouthpiece, Patricia. You can say, I I, 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 I know, Bill. I know, Big Tex. I know. I know. Uh, right, I, and I have to defend you. That's what a mouthpiece does. That's right. I have to defend yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you tell me to do, I will do. Of course I'll be your mouthpiece. <laughs> so 
So what have you been up to, Nolan Kenner? About six, two and a half. <laughs> You've been asked this question a lot, haven't you? <laughs> you what? You have been asked that question many times. Oh, what I have you been up I'm to? Prepared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looked like a radio tower. <laughs> what uh, have you been up to? Nervous radio tower. At one time now, I, I, when I was in high school, I was in the, on the javelin team. I was the javelin. <laughs> I remember you said you were really thin in school. Oh, gosh, yeah. I had to dance around in the shower to get wet. <laughs> Stuck your tongue out, you looked like a zipper. That's right. And the terminal acne made that even more attractive. Oh, gosh, that's funny. That is really funny. Well, we've got a theme tonight, pirates. Do you have any yeah. pirate stories, or did you read any pirate stories when you were a kid? You know, the Captain Kidd comes to mind. Ah, nobody said Captain Kidd. And uh, I couldn't tell you a thing about what one of the storylines would be. Uh, I only remember that from probably television, but uh, that's one that I thought of. How interesting. Okay. Walden, do you remember anything about Captain Kidd? Wasn't he uh, killed in Hawaii? Captain Kidd? Yeah. He was real? Yeah. No joke. Yeah. I'll be darned. I think he's the one who was executed in Hawaii. Oh my goodness, Ron! You better call in and defend this. Okay, who are the famous pirates were? Well, I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Um, do you remember the the pirate in Peter Pan? Yes, uh, Captain Hook. And what was his sidekick's name? Tinkerbell. <laughs> no, that was Peter Pan's sidekick. I'm so sorry, um, Captain Hook's sidekick. I don't know, wasn't there a clock and an alligator involved somewhere? Yes, yep, yep. the alligator had a clock. I don't remember what the alligator's name is, though. Do you, Walden? No, but I just remember somehow he swam around with a clock inside of him. He swallowed Captain Kidd's uh, clock, so you always knew the alligator was coming when coming. you heard tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Captain Kidd. Well, All right. I understand. Well, Bill Thompson played the voice of his sidekick, and I'm trying to think of the na the character's name. That was Wallace Wimple. Everybody, Phil McGee and Molly, who played that vo that voice. Which voice? The the, the sidekick. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just. But we don't know who that is yet. My brain ain't there at the moment. I could go get the radio show, but I can't think oh, of it. Oh no, no, no. Well, it's the same know. thing as we're trying to think of the guy that was. Imitating uh, W.C. Fields. Oh, that was Bill Thompson. Oh, was it? Uh, on Fibber McGee yeah, and Molly? Yeah, yeah. Boomer? that was, that was uh, uh, Rachel K. Boomer. Rachel K. Boomer, yeah. That was Bill Thompson who did that. Oh, man, I'm doing, I am so hot tonight. Oh, man, Patricia, you've been going to radio school, haven't you? <laughs> I am so, but I mean, I, I got Spoonerism and stuff like that there. This is great. Please as I, keep asking. As I often said, I get walk around carrying your golf club, Patricia. Well, tonight, tonight you can do that. Tonight <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> this is very excellent. Captain Kidd. Okay, well, I, I have, have some Captain Kidd information here. Hold on. Captain Kidd. 
I forgot about Captain Kidd. Um, many historians, notorious, so what we want is Wiki. Uh, during the execution, don't go away, William Kidd, his name was William, was a Scottish sailor remembered for his trial and execution for piracy after returning from a voyage to the Indian Ocean. Some historians deem his piratical, oh my goodness, piratical reputation as unjust. doesn't say anything about, um, he, he was killed in Scotland, it looks like. Okay, well, put, put in Hawaii so, and, and pirate. Hawaii pirate. Yeah. Pirate executed. How about that? Okay. We learned so much on this show. Boy, you're going to have a test next week. Hawaii Black Sheep Ancestors, Executions and Pirates. Oh, they had more than one. My goodness. Pirate, pirate. Hawaii Black Sheep Ancestors, Pirates. We need pirates. Um, Got whacked out by the Hawaii police. Hawaii 50. <laughs> Hawaii 50, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that what I said? Book them, Dano, yep. type yep. thing. Book them, Dano. Yeah. And do you know who do you know who Dano was? Do you know who Dano's mama was? Mary Martin. No, Dano. <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, no, um, no. James James MacArthur. Yes. His, yes. Yeah. His his mom's name. Was Mary Martin? No, that was Harry Larry Hagman. Oh, okay. Who we lost recently? Yes. We lost Larry, um, yeah, Larry Hagman this week. So, who was who was James MacArthur's mother? Oh. You can do it. I know you can do it. Walton, well, give me a clue. I don't have any idea. Oh, you mean I could have used that question and I would have gotten you? Yes. Well, you still can use it because we can't answer. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh, very good. Say when. Well, well, James MacArthur. Oh, 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 oh. I know. I now I know. Okay, how about knowing? Think of the first lady of the stage. That's it. You got it. Who's the first lady of the stage from you know from the twenties until she passed away in the early nineties? They haven't used bride the stage a lot. Bigger name. Right over your head. That's I didn't hear. I didn't hear that, Nolan. Would you say it again? I said Dale Evans rode the stage a lot. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But you might have been the first place. But, uh, but very good. But uh, of the of the of the uh, of serious dramatic acting on Broadway, who with the who with the first lady of the stage? And by golly, she did everything. Much-loved lady. She even had her own radio show. She even, in the 1980s, everybody, when uh, Campbell Soup was re repassing the Campbell Playhouse, the Orson Welles shows, she wound up doing new commercials for them. Oh. I, uh, I, think, I think in the movie, she did a few movies. Is there a theater name for her? Yes. No. Yes. Well, yeah, I think there is. 
No, she always used her real name. Uh-huh, but I'm thinking, I think there is a theater named after her. Oh, yes, I'm so sorry. Yes, correct. Well, I know a lot about her, not to know her name. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. I think you just ought to say it. Oh, I'm trying to give a new, I'm trying to get more clues here. Um, yeah. Sometimes first quarter, the up. first quarter and last quarter are the same. Sometimes you just got to give up. Yeah. It's, it's, how about how about Helen Hayes? How about that? Yeah. There you go, Patricia. Yes, James MacArthur, and her husband was named MacArthur. Her, but ma- I can't, her husband I can't was re- a famous playwright named MacArthur. That must be him then, because and, and, I know he was involved if, if in... You, if you remember, um, Ben Heck and Charles McCarthy wrote the uh, front page. The famous, the famous play. Oh, okay. And then My Girl Friday. If you ever saw the, uh, the radio and your stage work. Right. So, that's who you're thinking of, Patricia. James MacArthur. Bio. Yes. Bye, bye. Anyway... Helen Hayes was his mom, and uh, he was pretty good. He turned out to be a pretty good actor. This is good. Okay, are you ready for um, a trivia question so that I have a reason to send you all of these wonderful jazz shows? Band shows, actually. You have sent me too much. I don't deserve the ones you sent me. uh, Oh, I think you do. If they were awful then you didn't deserve them. How, I, I am going to send you volume two of my awful shows, though. Okay. There, there, that's fun. And yeah, volume two is in the works, but okay. and it, it's got a fair amount in it. Great. I got All you, right. you sent me. And, uh, All right. And listening to them, and my voice came up. Scared me to death. <laughs> sure enough, it was something I'd done at AFN. Uh-oh. No kidding. Yeah. It's out there somewhere. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that a hoot? (laughs) Okay, I'm into horses tonight. The voice? Yeah, I'm into horses. You can give me the name of the Cisco Kids horse or Bill Hickok's horse or, mm, let me see. i got to get you something really hard here. Um... All right, we'll give you Pancho, Cisco Kid, and what was the third one I said? The Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. No, I didn't say the Lone Ranger. Everybody knows the Lone Ranger. Loco. Uh, oh, Wild Bill Hickok. So we've got um, Pancho from the Cisco Kid. We've got the Cisco Kid and Wild Bill Hickok. I'll even throw jingles in there. Name me one horse. <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> That's good. I got you. Oh, I love this. Is that the book I sent you? No. Well, that wouldn't be fair. It would, too, because I should know that. Jingles. Yeah. Jingles, Wild Bill Hickok, Pancho, and Cisco. Wild Bill! Yeah. Jingles' horse was named Butterball. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys are too much tonight. No, it wasn't yeah, Butterball. Yeah, so that was Dale Evans' horse. That, that was Butterball. I, I forgot. Butterball, we put, that's funny. We can put that under the list. Yeah. No, Ray, truly, it was not Butterball. 
<laughs> That's a turkey of an answer. Oh, bad. That's bad, Patricia. Really? Not good. It was the best I could do. Yeah, that's pretty good on quick notice. I'm wasting all of my energy on good answers tonight. We got, um, we go back far enough for the Lone Ranger. It was odd. Sure. The Tato, Tato's horse was named for something that Tato would have, would have called the Lone Ranger. Would you say that again, please? Tato's horse was a name that would have been appropriate for Tato to call the Lone Ranger. That is correct. <laughs> I will accept that. What was what was Tonto's horse's name in the very beginning of the series? White Bella. Very right. good. I think we ought to give him that. That was a, that's harder than the ones I gave you. That's the back door, isn't it? But well, it, it, it is. Was politically correct in those days. That's true. All right. Now, I, I have another one for you. I hope so. And we've, oh, but we've covered this so many times, Nolan, this will tell whether or not you've been listening to the show. What was the name of the Lone Ranger's original horse that he had to give up when he went looking for silver? Um, oh, uh, the name is usually mispronounced. Uh, really? Earl Grazer. Oh, no, the name of his horse. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the original horse that the Lone Ranger ran went, uh, rode when they got ambushed by the Cavendish gang. Oh, but before they named him, after they took him out of a herd of wild horses. Yeah. Uh, Silver Cloud. <laughs> no, no. Um, the Ranger had a horse that he rode originally when. You know, when he was riding with the rest of the rangers and they got ambushed by the Cavendish gang, what was the name of that horse? Oh. And the horse was killed, too. No. No? I don't think so. I, he couldn't ride him into town, I guess, if he... The TV version, I think they had him, the horse. Probably. It, it, it got into a fight with a buffalo, which the uh, historian said was... Very unusual for buffalo to attack a horse. That's interesting. Well, um, in in the original story on radio, it was Silver who got in a fight with the buffalo. Oh, okay. And Tonto and the Lone Ranger nursed him back to health, and that's when they picked, or the the Ranger picked Silver as his horse. Well, but you're right. When the, he he got tangled up with a buffalo, why a horse would fight a buffalo? Yeah, what happened there? But Welcome, what, do you what remember? I was thinking is that the horse, horse rode in the ambush was killed. Obviously, you wouldn't be looking for another horse. That's true. I, I, I think I seem to remember that um, an outlaw or something shot his horse from underneath him or something. That was on the kids' record in the 50s. Yeah. Well, I wonder where he got the, um, got the, it was a chestnut mare that he left behind and said, you've been a good horse, girl but I need something faster. <clears throat> I mean, it was like trading in his, his um, Chevy for a, a Corvette. Yeah. That, one thing, if you look at the history of the Lone Ranger, um, they, they have definitely um, swapped stories. They upgraded and expanded the stories over the years. Like, there's three or four different versions of the origin of the Lone Ranger. 
you know, one in the 30s, one in the 40s, one in the late 40s, and everything had a little interesting twist to it. So that is probably, that would be an interesting thing to study sometime, Patricia. Uh-huh. And also the tie-in with the uh, cereal. That's true. The two of those. Yeah, true. Which I, I found interesting that, that the uh, second one, uh, rather, not rather, but... Um, Trendle, uh, Campbell, Trendle Campbell Moore. Right. Uh, the agency, anyway, the, the one of the guys that claims to be the creator, but they did not want to do the second one, and the uh, Republic convinced them that if they would, they, they would give them all the original music that they had made for the two serials for radio. Mm-hmm. So they, he accepted that order if all of the negatives to the Lone Ranger serials would be destroyed. Wow. Hmm. So that was a barter deal where they traded uh, music for the rights. And we've got Walt uh, Disney doing his version, you know, I guess. Right. Well, yeah. you and you and Walden share a characteristic, Nolan. And when you don't know the answer, you can take a right turn and talk about everything except the answer. <laughs> Well, it's worked so far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be old, an old guy. The Lone Ranger's horse that he had to surrender when he went looking for silver because he needed something lightning fast to go chase the bad guys was a chestnut mare named Dusty. Now, why would you ever name a mare Dusty? I certainly wouldn't. <laughs> Did you say Rusty or Dusty? Dusty, like Dusty Rogers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I wonder why they named him Dusty Rogers. Dusty. I don't know why the Lone Ranger would would have a horse like that. Oh, uh, sounds uh, sounds like a kid's horse. I know. I know. It's like you know, driving, hopping around on a broomstick horse. <laughs> but um, that's that little pony. That's the name of that tune. Yes. It was a chestnut mare named Dusty. And there's going to be a test next week on all of this stuff. Okay. Yeah, I mean, everything that, that you guys have been missing. So. Well, I'll volunteer to premiere to see the premiere of the movie and review it for you. That's, okay. That's another year away, I believe. Yeah, you can do that. Well, um, gosh, I, I'm so happy that you called in, Nolan. Because I was asking Walden, have you heard from Nolan? Is he okay? And Nolan said, or Walden said, yes, you are okay, but now you're proving it. Okay. Well, just because <laughs> I don't call, it's not because I'm not listening. Really? I listen most every week. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And if you were listening every week, you would have known that the Lone Ranger's horse was dusty. Oh, now, now. <laughs> you know, I'm just filling time because my program quit and I have to reload Word. <laughs> I am so sorry. It is so doing what it's... Jingles Horse. What, and do you remember Jingles Horse's name? No, I can't remember. Uh, Should we tell him? I think we better. Okay, Jingles Horse's name was Joker. Yeah. What about Wild Bill Hickok? Uh, I want to say something like, um, uh, not, like a fur, like a, 
uh, not burlap, but uh, <laughs> you're getting there, boy. You are. You guys are just dancing around dancers tonight. This is cool. You know, uh, there's a bounty on burlap in certain. I can't. I can't think of it. Buckskin. It's what? Buckskin. Wasn't that close? Did I not? Yeah, that? I think yeah, burlap and buckskin are darn close. I'll be darn. So was I. Sort of stuck with it. <laughs> We're stuck with it. Okay, now you guys have to keep talking here because I have to restart my computer. I missed something up here. So all of my notes are. So knowing um, how we could Thanksgiving, did did uh. Uh, did did the family come over? What was the, what was Thanksgiving like for you this year? Well, let, let's see. The uh, Warren's family was with the uh, laws over in Orlando. Our daughter Christy came home over Christmas, and uh, but her sadly the airline folded that she worked for for eighteen years. She shut the doors and landed the airplanes. Wow. <gasps> oh my gosh. Is she okay, Nolan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she'll be okay. She uh, always seems to come out smiling, but this really was devastating because she loved her work, and she was a flight attendant for 18 years, and Com Air was the name of the airline. It was a feeder line for Delta. Yeah. And Delta figured that that would be a way to cut, cut cost and wow. bottom line, so that always rules. That's fair, but... Yeah, I didn't realize that they had given up the ghost finally. Um, I know that they were they were doing. I guess I don't know was was a freelance contract. Uh, I don't know how they were doing it, but oh gosh, I'm really sorry. Yeah, she'll uh, right now she's working part time at a horse barn. You know they're in Kentucky practically. Uh, well, literally, they're on the Ohio Kentucky line. What is it? Where the airport is located. And what what did you the name of that she's working with? A horse farm. Uh, oh yeah, horse. a horse farm nearby. Uh, horse a farm. horse farm. Oh okay, okay. Horses all her life. Well, not something to do that till. Uh, it's it certainly isn't an airline attendant, but boy, it sounds like a great opportunity. Yeah, it very well could be. Uh, I, I've always told my children, if you can find something that you like and make a living at it, do it. Even if you make a little yes. money doing it, if you're happy with it. Uh-huh. Making less less money and a lot of happy is a whole lot better than making a lot of money and no happy. There you go. And if you stick with something long enough, you may be finding you're making a lot of money because you'll do it well. That's right. That's right. So... Okay, well, Nolan, you get two points for calling us tonight. Well, I appreciate it, and I will try to be more prompt next time. <laughs> and there will be a test. You will remember Dusty. Written test, okay. Okay. Take care. Nolan, thank you so much. You have a great night, and happy un-Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Good night. Bye-bye. All right. 714-545-2071. We're off to a really fine start, everybody. 714-545-2071. Give us a I call. am. I am back in action here. Everything was working except something on a display was locked. It just wouldn't go away. So, 
Um, I had to do stuff, you know? Yep. Ah, the phone is ringing. Hello there, you're on the F. Hi there. Hello there. I'm Hi. a first-time caller. Oh, well, my goodness. Hi, who are you? Uh, my name is Gary. Hi, Jerry. It's really nice to talk with you. Where are you calling from? Wisconsin. Another Wisconsinite. Oh, this is cool. In cold weather country. Uh, 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 good weather. Oh, gosh. You know, you hardy guys. Just, you can um, have mine. A real quick answer to Captain Kidd. Oh, please, yeah. yes. He was, es he was executed in uh, London. In London. in London, okay. And what, and what, what pilot was executed in Hawaii? Uh, I didn't find that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, well, when they hung him, the, uh, his rope broke, and they hung him a second time. Oh. How could they do that? You're supposed to get a freebie pass. That was the, the 1800s or 1700s or whatever. Boy, you talk and about cheating. He was cheating. born in Sweden. Uh huh. He was born in Sweden. Yeah. So he was a Swedish sailor. And, and that's, they that's him uh, where the, sweet, the Swedish part come from. Wow. Um. So, uh, gosh, what was he famous for? Any particular type of plundering? Uh, like, did he steal ladies like Blackbeard? I don't remember. I have to look it up again real quick. Oh no no no! It's it's okay. I just I just thought I would ask. You know, some of these pirates were just famous for doing. They were specialists. <laughs> they they seemed to specialize in particular ships and particular booty. in Hawaii. I don't know. One of them was. No, he wasn't a pirate. He was an explorer. Okay. Um, and it looks like, I don't know, I couldn't find any execution, any big time execution. Well, I have to ask Juan Juan from Hawaii. I'm on, I'm on Wikipedia. Yeah. I'm the William Kidd. Okay. And you go down, all the way down to trial and execution. Um, and he was executed in Wapping the execution dock in Wapping in London. And his body was uh, hung up over the Thames River, the River Thames. And that uh, he was hung on May 23rd, 1701. Wow. Oh, gee. You know, all the guy wanted to do was make a living. <laughs> well, that way he's not quite right. <laughs> I guess, no, I guess not. I guess not. But, Jerry, how did you find us? Oh, I've been listening for a couple of months now. Um, I got you off of iTunes. Uh-huh. And uh, I uh, just uh, going through the different programs that are on iTunes there, and uh, this turned out to be my favorite as of three weeks ago. Hooray! Well, how cool! I just listen. I just listened to you guys for the last three weeks, and it's just been—it's really neat. 
Well, thank you. I'm, well, I'm just so happy that you called us tonight. We haven't had a new caller for a long time, and you rescued me, and you're a nifty person on top of it. This is great. How about old-time radio? Have you been a fan of old-time radio for a while? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I've just gotten really into it more in the last last year or so. Uh-huh. But I've, I've listened to it off and on for, for many years. Um, but yeah, it's the last, the last, uh, last year, six months, I've gotten into it a lot more. And here you are on our phone already. This is so cool. Which shows do you remember listening to earliest? I want to know which one's got you hooked. Well, I'm I'm a child of the seventies. Uh, well, you know, I, I grew up in the seventies, sixties, and seventies. Uh huh. Um. So uh, we, uh, you know, I really didn't listen to the radio programs as such because by then they were, you know, they were all gone and it was hard to find them. Sure. Um, but, um, geez, I'm trying to think. Oh, gosh. Which ones, do you, <laughs> which ones do you like well, best today? Well, you know, I, I love listening to the, the Gunsmoke and uh, Fibbergini, Fibbergini and Molly. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and then others like that. It's um, I, I just listen to so many. It's just, it's just like, yes, I, I like them all. You can have them all. They're they're <laughs> all available. Of it's it's just so much fun that we have so many to choose from. I found, um, I guess it was the detectives. I found a couple of detectives first, and then Fibber McGee and Molly, and it was instant connection because I remember hearing my my mother and grandmother fussing about this looks just like Fibber McGee's closet and I had no idea what a Fibber McGee closet was and then I found Fibber and I understood so so do you favor comedies, westerns detectives, drama science fiction what do you like best? I, think I am more the science fiction no uh, kidding um I just, uh, oh, you know, like Buck Rogers, uh, Superman. Uh-huh. Um, oh, gosh, I'm looking at, uh, oh, Space Patrol. Um, okay. Oh, looking here at a couple of these that I have on here already. We've got X minus one. Um, yeah. 2000 plus. Yeah, that's another good one I like. You like that one? Okay. See, I'm kind of fussing around here because um, as a new caller, I get to send you some radio shows. No, you are a new caller, and I get to send you some radio shows. So I'm kind of fishing around. Which ones would you like? Well, you can think about that while we talk a little bit. You can think about that Um, while while we talk. Okay. What is, um, what? 
don't know, I'm probably more towards uh, like the the uh, the X minus one and uh, Space Patrol uh-huh. uh, or Journey into Space. I don't have that one. Walden, are you there? Uh-huh. I'm Talk to me about Journey into Space. I don't know that one. That's a new one on me. Um, um Space Odyssey? I'm, I'm looking here. It's... Well, Space Patrol and, uh, top, you know. It's, oh, it's under my old-time radios uh-huh. that I have. And it's, um, that, uh, I know it's it's one one particular story, and there's 13 episodes. Maybe it's a Just Ray, one Ray story. Uh, maybe it's a Ray Bradbury. Um, you know the Ray Bradbury 13. I don't know. Oh, I, mean, I, ha- I have all of Ray Bradbury. You got Ray Bradbury, yeah. Uh, could be could be a foreign series, Patricia. Could be a what series? Uh, an England or one of the foreign productions. Oh oh oh, one of the Brits. Uh huh. Hmm. That's right. I think that one might be. That might be one of the Bush. Ah, uh, okay. And we're and tell me the name again, please. It's uh, Journey into Space. Okay. And it, honest to goodness, was um, was radio. If it's if it's British, um, I'll see if I can ferret it out from my British hidey hole out there. <laughs> I've got I've got a couple of places that I visit and. Um, the Brits have been so good to me, and they, they give me some BBC stuff. So let me see um, if they've got anything up there, and if I can dig it up, I, I will be happy to do that. But you have to talk with us for a little bit. Um, as long as you can <laughs> wherever I'm, I'm able to talk about. <laughs> well, uh, you can tell us, did you grow up in Wisconsin? I, no, I'm uh, I'm originally from Louisiana. Oh, oh my and, uh, gosh! How did you adapt to the change in weather? It was great. <laughs> Actually, after uh, well, my first thirty years, I I floated between Louisiana and California uh-huh. out in the desert, and uh, so lived in nothing but heat. Oh, and then uh, a friend of mine. Had was getting married and she was going to buy. They were going to buy a dairy farm, and he asked me to come work for him. And I said, "Sure." So uh, that's what brought me to Wisconsin, and uh, it's been a real cool ride ever since. Are you on a working dairy farm right now? No way. Oh, just my body, was, my body wouldn't do it. Well, okay, well, I'll cross that one off the list. <laughs> I won't ask that one again. But you are in snow country, that's for sure. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you, um, you f- well, I'm right here in the, the center part of Wisconsin. That's snow country. If you get snowflakes, it's snow country. Well, yeah, we we've had snow already this year. Uh-huh. See, I'm in Florida. Anything yeah. under 70 degrees is snow country, as far as I'm concerned. Patricia left snow country a few years ago. She just doesn't want to ever go back. So. Never. Are you Never. North Florida or South Florida? I'm in southwest Florida. Oh, yeah. South, don't south of Tampa. Yeah, it's, it's in warm territory. And when it gets cold, so do I. 
boy, I don't want to get out of bed. And you, th- you guys would laugh at me because you probably have your heat set at a temperature lower than what makes me want to put my jammies on twice. Yeah, we usually about sixty-eight, seventy. Ah, uh, see, I'm I'm such a wimp. <laughs> I am such a wimp. This is terrible. Well, we're also asking for nominations. I don't know if you are familiar with the way the station is set up. However, yeah, uh, every night I, I want I, gun smoke. Gun smoke. All right. You wa- oh, there's another vote for Gunsmoke. Uh-huh. Okay. Another All vote. right. Yeah. Three votes. I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we have three votes. Okay. Nolan and Jerry as well. Now, okay. we keep- now he-, he can tile for a second CD, so he can go for a trivia question, Patricia. You bet. You bet. And then I'm going to settle on what I need to, s- to send him. Are you ready for a trivia question? I, uh, if you're those horses, I'm not too good at those. Well, I'm, I won't give you horses then. Let me think here. Um, i got to give you a fibber question because you like fibber. Ooh. Or science fiction. Hmm. What have we got here? Oh, i got stuff. Um, all right. Who was... Mert in Fibber McGee and Molly. Do you recognize that name? No, I don't. Okay. All right. Hold on. We're not finished yet. Which character? Oh, no. I, wouldn't, I won't do that one to you. I won't do that one to you. Um, don't go away. Don't go away. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Tom Corbett. What was he? Uh, Tom Corbett. What? What was his title? Uh, what was his title in the show? Uh, yeah. You know how they well, always... What, what they, was when he? They, yeah. When they start the show, when they say, Tom Corbett! Yeah, it's Space Patrol. Space, um, space... Space is the first word of right. Space what? It, it wasn't a space patrol? Yeah. No, but what you're close. He, that's you're correct. Close. You're close. Space, something else. But he was a space... Uh, oh, space cadet. There you there go. There you go. Oh. Oh. Shoo. Okay. Shoo. Boy, that one was a struggle. You did good. You did good. Yeah, that's, that's that's where Space Cadet came that's from. That's right. That's right. Are you a Space Cadet? Okay. Well, I am going to be looking for Journey into Space, and that is because you're a new caller. Automatically, I get to send you radio shows. But now you answered a trivia question, so I have to send you more shows. What do you think you would like? Oh, um... These are the hardest questions that I ask. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 just so open for everything. Um, anything and everything, I guess. Um, and anything and everything. All right, I'll tell you what. I've got a deal. <laughs> I I have a deal that you can't refuse. Patricia sample package. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I have a couple of CDs with a 
bunch of samples from a million shows so that you can have something to listen to and then let me know which shows you would like. Okay. A sampler. Okay. I can do that. Uh, and then you can let me know which, which shows you would like. Now, I need, obviously, to have a place where I can send this. If you could email your address to me, I would be able to do that. And my email address, do you have my email address? Um, is it on the website? No. Um, I don't think so. So if you can, are you, are you able to write it down? It's a pretty easy one. I'm trying to get a piece of paper and pen. That's okay. Right. You can keep, we'll just, we'll just keep, oh, you're too fast here. I was going to keep talking. Um, the address is Florida Writer, all one word. W-R-I. W-R-I-T-E-R. At Hotmail. Hotmail. Dot com. Okay. Okay. I can do that. We are. Just a few minutes. Perfect. All right. That is great. And, Jerry, I'm just so delighted that you gave us a call tonight. Please don't be a stranger. Stay with us. No, I'm uh, I'm going to put you permanently in my phone and... And uh, look forward to talking to you guys again sometime. That'd be great. Very good. Thank you, Jerry, so much. You be safe and have a good weekend. All right. Thank you now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. We've done it, Patricia. I know. This is great. Jerry is a new caller. 714-545-2071. Give us a call. Uh, I have two things that are really, 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 really important. Rodney, I have your CDs, and we haven't heard from you, and we would love to have, to have a phone call from you. You are not among the forgotten. And Matt in California was the person who asked for the Lum and Abner flashlight series, right. which, of course, I do have. But, Matt, I don't have an address for you, and please forgive me if you sent it and it's lost somewhere, but I did want to search. There's nothing on my computer that has your name on it. Patricia so. had a little computer hiccup here the last few months, so anybody yep. send an address like Rodney or Matt? Uh, I have Rodney's. Okay. I have Rodney's address, but I don't think I ever got one from Matt. Okay. So, Matt, if you could help me with that with an address, I've got some goodies to send to you, and the address is Florida Writer W-R-I-T-E-R, at Hotmail. Dot com. Hello there. Who's there? You're on air. Hello. Hi, you, you want to turn your radio down? I do. This is Edwin from Chicago. There he uh, is. There you are. How are you? We haven't heard from you for a while. I know. I'm splendid. How are you guys? Oh, just great. We used your name before. Did you hear that? No. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Well, you weren't listening. No, I said that um, early on that the CD player, the CD MP3 players came, and so I've got yours boxed up and ready to go to the post office, so it should be there in less than a week. Wonderful. Thank you. And if it doesn't work, I want to know about it because these people sent three. I ordered three. And yours is the first one, and I ordered yours, and I thought, wow, you know, these are pretty cool. <laughs> so I got two more. 
and um, they package them in a peculiar way, and I just want to make sure that everything works. And if it doesn't, you let me know, and I'll jump up and down and wave my arms. And yeah, we don't want to make we don't want to make sure nobody's unhappy. So if you if there's something wrong with this, I need to know about Patricia it. Because that way, he can jump up and down twice. I can do that. So how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm calling with a trivia question. You're calling me with one? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, please. You know, Edwin, I'm on a roll tonight. Uh-oh. Now, please don't wreck it, okay? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Don't I have it. a bunch of um, shows, just the Riley shows, and that includes some that you sent me, uh, Patricia, The Life of Riley. Yeah. And I got a show where... um. Well, first of all, you know his, his daughter's name? Yes. And what is it? Well, early in the show, it was not Babs. It was... Um, well, her name is Babs, but if, did you listen to the whole thing, the, starting from the beginning? Oh, uh, well, well, Babs was for Barbara. Correct. Yeah, but, but I'm asking the- you what was the first name? And that's what I was asking if you had listened to it. And now I'm I'm struggling here. It wasn't. It was something that was very peculiar for a radio show. Was it Elaine? It was Eloise. Eloise. I was close. I was close. Oh, do I get? Yeah. Do I get? Do I get credit for being close? Of course you get credit. Oh, wow. oh I got I got the E L part. So that that was really freaky when <laughs> when I heard this episode and he's calling her Eloise. And then, of course, I've always known her as Babs, which was always short for Barbara. Right, right. And it, it caught me up short, too. I was hopeful that you were going to listen to that particular show. It but I, but I only heard that on one show. That, so I think it was is, only... Was it just one show? Uh huh. I think it was. I because I listened to the ones that were surrounding it, and I didn't hear it again. It was Babs or Barbara. It, it went to Barbara, and then later on in the series, they started calling her Babs. So she was Barbara in the beginning. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You tried to play a trick on me, and I got gotcha. you. No, no, no. I I, got, I was trying to find out some information because. I'm listening to this show, and he's calling her Eloise, and I said, hey, yeah. wait a minute, that's Babs, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> that's not the right one. Oh, see, I thought you were calling with a trivia question. I'm feeling so proud of myself that I knew Babs wasn't her first name. Yeah. So are you going to well, ask a trivia? I calling to find out if I was um, mistaken or... Nope. Your ears are absolutely correct. Yeah, and like I said, I've only heard the name on one episode. That's all I remember hearing it on as well, Edwin. Mm. Just that, well, just that, that one time, and they were kind of. That would be a good uh, trivia question for uh, new callers that would come in and say, "Hey, what was Babs' name before Babs?" <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to put that on my list. That's a great suggestion. Let me see. Oh, this is so good. Uh, so, what have you been up to? Oh, just uh, cleaning up the house, getting ready to go to Puerto Rico, where I go to visit my mom for the winter time. I'm in Chicago, and it's getting cold. It's oh, getting, gosh, it's, it's cold, cold up there. Yes. 
It's cold up there. Um, so your your mom is in Puerto Rico. Are you going to stay there and and be without us for the winter? Oh no no, because I I listen to you guys on the internet. You notice how heady that was. I should have said we're going to be without you, and I said you're going to be without us. <laughs> Boy, my head's getting awfully big here. So does it get cold in Puerto Rico? Uh, no, Puerto Rico is the same temperature as your area in Florida. Yeah, it's it's in the. I guess you're into the tropical zone there, aren't you? Uh, yes. Huh. Yeah, you must be. Yeah, I'm right on the cusp. Depending on which book you read, the tropical zone begins either about five miles south of me or five miles north of me. But somewhere in there, I'm in pretty warm territory, except this week. Well. Except this week, what's cold for you? Anything under 70 degrees. Okay, well, Puerto Rico averages 85 degrees. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, um, tonight, it's going down into the high 40s at night, which is, you know, that's that's kind of chilly. That is kind of chilly. And right now, it's 55, which is really chilly for not being under a blanket. Well, we're in Chicago, and it's 22. 22. Two twos? Yeah, what's interesting is, I don't know how they do it, but uh, that's the degrees. And then they tell you, but the wind chill factor is 18. I don't know how uh, they do that, but... Well, the, they factor in, uh, you probably know that, uh, they, they take the wind velocity mm-hmm. and the humidity, and they roll it all together with the temperature, and then come out with... It's 22 degrees, but it feels like it's 18 because of the wind or the humidity or, you know, whatever they put together. So so it might say 22, but when you go outside, you're going to freeze at 18 degrees worth. I think they should just say it's cold. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, you, you get to a point where you don't care what the temperature is because you couldn't get any colder. Well, that's... That's very interesting that you say that because I remember um, one year I was in Daytona and uh, it, it actually dropped to 28 degrees. There was actually snow flurries falling. And I was thinking, wow, I'm in Daytona, Florida. I was there for work. And I'm thinking, wow, this is incredible. It was like a day in February and then the next day it shot up to like 65. And sure. Hey. One of our jokes on Saturday night is when I tell about the snowflakes that fell on a corner in the city across the river from me. They sent news crews out to wait for a snowflake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot stuff. I remember one one time, one year, uh, my work took me to Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, it snowed about an eighth of an inch of snow. And it was November. It was right before Thanksgiving, and the whole town had to close down because they just don't have equipment for that. And there was like an eighth of an inch of snow. And I'm thinking, well, in Chicago, we get like eight inches of snow. Indeed. And the P.S. to that is that you should be very happy that they did roll up the sidewalks and the driveways and nobody was out there because they don't want to drive. People in the South are not accustomed to driving in that kind of weather. You're right. 
they don't know how to drive it, yo. <laughs> Absolutely right. Just don't know, period. Now, uh, wh where were you before you got to Florida? New York, up near uh, West Point. So in the Hudson Valley, in the kind of mountainous areas of the Hudson Valley. So we, we used to get a fair amount of snow. Okay, so you know about snow. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm here, and I'm never going to go back. Not ever, ever, ever. All righty. Now, are you near a beach? I'm about 10 miles from the beach. I used to live on the beach, and then I got smart and realized that when storms come through, you go out with the water. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, I live about 10 miles from the beach. Not very far. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Walden, I think, is closer to the water than I am. I know he is. I'm three miles away from the ocean. But I uh, what, what, what city are you in? I'm in Costa Mesa, California, which okay. is 20 minutes from Disneyland, and next door to Newport Beach, which is John Wayne country. And the nice thing about my city, we're on a plateau, so if the, if the water did come up, it had to climb these big old hills to get up here. So, so well, we'll, One of my favorite places on the earth is Alameda, California. Right. I lived there two years. I just couldn't afford to stay there, but I love that area. Yeah. I love California. Yeah. I like Florida, too. I lived in Miami for a couple of years. Actually, I worked for the state for about four years, so I got the privilege of traveling to different places like Jacksonville, Orlando, and Miami, and uh, I always thought, wow, if they blew up uh, Miami, Florida would be the best country in the world. <laughs> I didn't like Miami, but I loved the rest of Florida. Well, I, if you've been listening, I've been kind of hopping around Florida doing some research work primarily in libraries, and for three Saturdays in a row recently, I had to go to Miami. I think my gold medal comes from being able to get in and get out, never mind the research that I did. What a nightmare. Edwin, it was like driving in spaghetti. That's the way the roadways are laid out. It's like somebody threw a bowl of spaghetti upside down on the table, and that's your road plan. Yes. My it was crazy during the time I was there. And when was that? How many How many months? Oh, were you? I was in Miami in the mid-'80s, yeah, which was supposedly before Miami got better. <laughs> so you can imagine how bad it was. Well, it's back down to not so good. Yeah, I don't like Miami. Oh, dear. I, no. I love the rest of Florida. I love Daytona. Daytona was... I, I was in Daytona two years ago, and I, I, I love Daytona. You love Daytona. Would you consider ever moving from Chicago and choosing an area that you've learned to love? Yeah, which, definitely. Which is a... A great number. Now, Chicago, if you compared the cost of living in Chicago to some of the places in the rest of the country you have visited or worked in, which one would win economically? Um, well, I would think um, Daytona was nice. Daytona was nice. I was there, and 
We had breakfast. Uh, me and a friend of mine had breakfast at a place on uh, National Drive in Market. And I think we walked out of there with uh, breakfasts for like $22. And they were very nice. And fortunately, um, I'm not in a position where I have to worry about money. Uh, but uh, Florida, Daytona, I, lo I loved it. I loved it. And like I said previously, Alameda was really good. That I couldn't afford. I couldn't afford there. I don't know how anybody can afford it, especially in the economy where you, you started out needing two incomes to support a house. And now that an awful lot of people don't even have one income in the family, I, I just I just don't get it. I don't know how they do it. Walden and I talk about this every once in a while. Mm -hmm. It is so scary. Well, you know, because I'm born and raised in California, I think some of the big advantages the old Californians have, they bought homes and prices were of really deep, really inexpensive. And you have Proposition 13? Yes through that helped protect you it helped protect that. the senior citizens and that's why I always shake my head for what Bill and Kim pay in property taxes in Texas or what some of my friends pay in the Midwest in terms of property taxes it's just I don't know how they do it uh, yeah. sure is the answer to this dilemma to go and move and live with Walden there you go I only got a 1700 square feet house though that's okay. We'll all sleep standing up. No problem. <laughs> exactly. We can do that. Walden keeps telling people they have to come to my place because I put I put together what I call my hurricane closet every year. For hurricane season, I've got pop-top cans of soup and water. And when we get to the end of the season and we haven't had any storms at all, I've got all of this soup and water and other things in the closet. So he keeps inviting people down to help me eat through my closet. Well, concerning Patricia's apartment is 600 square feet, I think that's where we're going to have the next family reunion. I, I think 600 feet might be a little generous. You think so? Well, particularly if you include closet space in there. Closet space, well, I suppose we could fit one person in there. <laughs> it's a, a relatively small, not relatively, it's a small walk-in closet, but, you know, from, from door to wall, I think if you're not the size of Nolan, he's six foot two, uh -huh. I think we could put somebody up there. Everybody else has to sleep in the shower, though. Well, I thought we were going to have this buffet, and then that people that way people can just take turns. Are we going to have a buffet, but what are they going to take turns at? Sleeping? That's a, that's a good question. How are we going to do this? Well, I suppose we could camp out in the backyard and wait for the that's sheriff's true. office. The Lanai. Do you have a backyard? But you, people can stay in Well, I'm in an lie. apartment, so... I, I have to say, yes, there is a backyard. No, it is not mine. Well, Patricia, they can sleep with the ducks. <laughs> you guys can sleep with the ducks. I'm sleeping inside. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. You know, I I will welcome people and be a wonderful hostess, but you ain't getting my bed. Well, if we put, if we put a, a, uh, a tent out by the ducks, that'd yes. be good entertainment. For the ducks or for you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, Patricia. <laughs> that's 
That is a good one. Well, when do you leave to uh, to get to Puerto Rico and stay there? Well, I'm going to look at orbits for uh, airfare today. Mm -hmm. And uh -huh. uh, I'm hoping to get out of here. Like They usually ask for like a 10-day uh, previous notice for a good fare. So probably uh -huh. 7th or 10th of December. And... That encompasses me cleaning out my house and getting everything ready because I usually stay out there a couple months. Whoa. Um, but um, I'm happy because it's getting cold here, guys. It's getting cold. It's oh, my gosh. Honestly, so when, I don't so when know. When you go back to Chicago, will you wait till the spring? No. No, I usually come back like February. Okay. February. Well, that's still pretty cold. That's very cold. Definitely. Yeah. But I like to spend the holidays with my mom and yeah. my sister that live out there. Would she throw you out or let you stay longer if you wanted? No, no, no. I, I could stay there because we own the house there. I could stay uh -huh. there. It's just that I've been trying to escape from Chicago and trying to move to different places, including, like I said, Florida and California. But I always get stuck here because of work, and uh, I'm just not in a financial situation where I can move someplace without work. And yeah, yeah, and especially now, it's not mm -hmm. like you can show up in the city and say, "Okay, I'm here. Where's the nearest, whatever?" Um, you you need a job lined up before you move somewhere. You just can't do it any other way. But I'm an old man. I'm 53, so pretty soon I can retire. Yay! And <laughs> well, you're you're our whippersnapper. Oh, thank you. You you're quite welcome. But it's the truth. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, I got about a couple years more to work here, and then I can retire. And. Retire doesn't mean I don't want to work. It just means that I'll have enough income to go someplace and volunteer and get some, uh -huh. some going. Yeah. Now you right. don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, you... Actually, I'm working with uh, um, Center for Independent Living, and one of my projects is getting a um, national uh, a national listing of uh, personal attendants that would volunteer for two hours for people that would need stuff like reading or just uh, things related to disability. Uh -huh. And I'm hoping that uh, when I finish work that I can get that going and, and just go someplace uh, like Florida or the Caribbean or someplace and just do it from Internet if we can have that option now. Yeah. Well, how cool. All right, you have my permission to do that. Well, thank you. You're, you're most welcome. You're most welcome. I'm uh, feeling how exceedingly good. How, how did you do it from New York? So I can get some uh, um, advice. You just how, You mean how did I make the transition? Yeah. There really wasn't a whole lot. I mean, loving warm weather is is very good, but I have a portable profession because I'm a writer. So at that time, the kind of writing that I was doing, 
could be done from under a tree. So I, I, didn't, I didn't have a job transition problem to consider. So did you just go to Florida and, and find a tree? <laughs> Palm tree, right? <laughs> yes. Is that what you did? I, well, I didn't really find a tree, no. Trees are, are hard to come by sometimes here. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, I really didn't write under a tree. I needed a computer. But because it's a portable profession, you don't need to be, depending on, on the kind of writing you do, but uh, typically you don't need to be in a particular area in order to to be able to write. So, and what type of writing do you do? Well, I started out um, doing magazine writing almost exclusively. And to pay the bills, I moved over to marketing and advertising and public relations. And I really wish I had stayed with magazines and starved because I miss it terribly. But, but paying the bills was always um, a lot more important than... You know, I, you you can love your job, and like Nolan said tonight, if if you have choices, pick a job that you really love, which I did. It's just in different areas than what I was accustomed to doing, but you can't do that unless you can pay the bills, you know? So paying the bills went with advertising and marketing and public relations, and that's where I stayed for a bunch of years. Wonderful. So, well, that's that's a good thing because paying the bills is most is, important. <laughs> very important because if you don't have a house where you can uh, uh, do your writing, then uh, it gets hard. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have a house, it's hard. Never mind not to do writing. So, um, landlords, right. must be landlords don't like to hear I didn't get paid this month. By any chance, do you do um, grants? I have done grants. I have not done a grant recently. Oh. But, yes, I have done grant writing. Oh, cool. I'm going to write you then at your email about that because I have a proposition where I think uh, what I'm trying to do uh, would be very easy to get a grant with. Uh-huh. I'm just not familiar with any grant writers. Well, I would be happy to get you off in whatever direction. You know, I'm, when I say get you off, I, I would be more than happy to share the information that I have and that I've gathered along the way. So do pop me an email. Thank you. And another thing, I've actually, believe it or not, Patricia, I've actually listened to... Uh, these horrible shows you sent. <laughs> yes, Some of them are so horrible that they're hilarious. <laughs> I know. That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. They're so awful. They're great. Yeah, it's it's incredible because I heard a couple of them and it was they were so ridiculous that they were actually funny. I know, and it's. It's such a puzzle that somebody actually made it to the microphone for some of these. Yeah. Beats me. So, well, Edwin, I am just so delighted to hear from you tonight. And um, oh, wait a minute, you got a vote? I, I, oh, we have a vote, and trivia. I didn't, I didn't give you your trivia I question know. tonight. Look at what I was going to do. I know. You out of the I place. know. Don't and do the that. Bar I, didn't, I didn't even know there was a trivia question tonight. Well, we've got trivia every night. Okay. 
We have trivia every night, so we have to do two. See, I was going to throw them out, and the I bar know, isn't even closed yet. You just throw them out in the cold. I My know, God. the bar is still open. Ah. Gee, willikers. Okay. Okay, we have two things. You want to tell them about the nominations? We're going to start adding Monday through Friday, the audience selection. What do they like to hear one night out of the week? Monday through Friday from 10 to 10.30. And we want the listening public to pick the series they want to hear. That way, every Monday, you know, there's a certain show, or like Gunsmoke, every Tuesday, Dragnet, every Wednesday. And this should be good for three weeks. I mean, three months. And then after that, we put it up to vote just to make sure people are happy what they're listening to. So, do you have a particular show you want to put in the hopper that, uh, that you want to nominate to be one of the five shows? That should be heard between Monday through Friday between 10 and 10.30 Eastern Time. Does it have to be a series or can it be a category? Uh, we're looking for a series. So if you if, if you want to start with a category, when you start there, then we pick pick which one you want. I'm going to vote for, um, since I love, um, Comedy. I'm going to think of the life of Luigi. Okay. The, or maybe um, my friend Irma. Something that isn't heard all the time. Yeah, because usually it's a Jack Benny. Right. It, because I understand that because those are great shows. Yeah. But there's a lot of shows that don't get uh, heard much. So you want to put the life of Luigi down? Yeah, Life of Luigi or uh, My Friend Irma. Okay. Yeah. All right, Patricia. Uh, something like that. Because yeah. they don't even have a lot of uh, chapters. Right. So well, it's something that um, would work for something like that. But sure. get a series like a Jack Benny, you're going to be listening to them for like years because they were so <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, that's interesting because you can hear Jack Benny in so many places. I hadn't thought about it in those terms, Walden. Mm -hmm. Some of the more popular shows you can hear elsewhere. Maybe something like Life with Luigi, which you don't hear very often. Or sometimes, you know, the disc jockey think the other disc jockey is going to play Jack Benny, and there are some months you don't hear any because they think that, oh, I won't push something that normally people. So you never know. You, you know, just don't know. It's a dice roll. Yeah. Okay, so you'd prefer Life with Luigi over my friend Irma. If you could only pick one, it would be Luigi? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just because right. I have I, I have a lot of, uh, I have some of uh, friends with her. Uh, Irma? Yeah. And, and by the way, uh, speaking, not, I wasn't even thinking about this, but now that we're talking about the subject, thank you, thank you, thank you for the Bright Star episode you sent me. Hooray! You are show. most welcome. I'm so delighted that I was able to find some. That was awesome. Oh, I'm so glad. I am so glad they made you smile. Okay, right, well, you guys have a great evening. Whoa, Hold time on. out, Hold time on. out. We've nope. got one more thing here. Okay. We have a trivia question, so I can send you some radio shows. Okay. All right, let me see here. Um, you like comedy bestest, you said, right? Yep. Um, well, then I won't give you a comedy. I'm only kidding. <laughs> oh, but I like Johnny Dollar and the Mystery Escape. I like all that. You, 
You like all of that stuff like that there? Okay. All right. Let me see here. And I ask this one periodically, so if you don't know the answer, then you get a black mark on your report card. Edgar Bergen. Edgar Bergen had two dummies in addition to Charlie McCarthy. Name one of them. Mortifer. Mortifer Snurge, yes! All right. Do you remember the second one? Oh, I thought he was the second one. I thought it was Mortimer Um, and Charlie. Yeah, and well, we got Charlie. I'm, I'm, I misstated that. The there are two other than Charlie McCarthy. One was Mortimer. Who really? was the other one? Oh no, I have no clue. All right. Well, should we tell him, Walden? Yeah, yeah let's, let's tell him. Let's tell, let's tell him. him. What, Patricia? Last Sunday, I was playing an interview with the announcer, Bill Baldwin, for the Edgar Bergen Charlie McCarthy show. Uh-huh. And he was explaining Effie Klinker, the reason why they chose that name, because Klinker was the name of one of the writers on the staff. <laughs> Wait, but when you, when you say Effie, was it a female character? I, yeah, it was a yes, female character. Was. But Klinker yeah. was one of the writers, so they named the character after him. Oh, wow. She, she was, um... She was one of these ladies who loved dates. So, good old Effie. Okay, Edwin, do you want me to send you just one show, or do you want me to send you the Edgar Berg and Charlie McCarthy shows that I have? You can send me whatever you want, and it works out real good for me if you send it to me, email. That way you're not spending money and time walking it to the post office. Oh, I go to the post office anyway. And I can I can put it up on uh, SendSpace, or I can that send works, it to you. Works real good for me. Don't spend money on CDs. Well, no, it's it's really okay because we have a benefactor who's underwriting this for me. I, I for us. It's just for easier us. for me to do it in MySpace. That works good. Okay. Unless, you got it. Uh, unless Edgar you need to, to walk into the post office. It's good exercise. That's right. Patricia. I have. I have one less pound to take with me. Say that again, Walden. I've been, I've been listening to you since when you guys got on, and I heard you say you got a whole bag full to go to the post office. I know. My oh, goodness. Oh, oh. oh, the people in line behind me are going to have the hiccups. I know. They're going to think you know, Christmas I mean, is you... already here, but Trisha showed up. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, if, when, you, when you show up to the window with a box, People can say, oh, good, she'll get out of there in a minute. When you come with a shopping bag full of envelopes, <laughs> and every one of them has to be weighed, <laughs> I love it. I just love it. Uh, anyhow, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. And Patricia will be mailing you your, your, your little machine, too. So that's, that's, that's so right. See, I have to go to the post office anyway. Use that trivia question because I freaked out when I heard this life of Riley and he's calling Babs Eloise. Eloise, yep. Uh, and I think Babs is a much nicer name than Eloise for that series. What was life of Riley's favorite catchphrase? What, what's the thing? What a revolting to that. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I was good. Yeah. 
Well, Edwin, I am just so delighted that you called. Thank you, and thank you for voting in our Please Run This Show routine here. And you have a safe weekend. Yeah, great. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you. Like mentioning earlier, I think a lot of uh, programs aren't aired um, because they get circumvented by things like Jack Benny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good stuff that was just lasted, you know, a couple episodes. Like I said, Life of Luigi or right. Life of yeah. Irma or, or uh, even Bright Star. There you go. Like that, that uh, don't get featured a lot because they get overwhelmed by uh, classics like uh, the Jack Benny show, like I said. That, that would be, yeah. They're yeah. fantastic. But, uh, but they get eclipsed. You're right. Um, okay, we'll pass it on to Bill. All right. Okay, Edwin, thank you so much. Stay if, warm. If you talk, if you talk to uh, Bill, um, uh-huh. say hi to him on my behalf and hi to Kim. I enjoyed uh, listening to Kim talking to you guys today. Wasn't that fun? Yeah. Mm. All right. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Edwin. Good night. They're mu- tell them they're much loved, and I'm praying for them, and I'll keep sending in my donations. Oh, you're a good. Oh, man. you're so great. Thank you you're so much man. for doing that. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 All right. 714 545 2071. Her number 714 545 2071. And here we go. I've got some Black Friday results. I, my brother went to Black Friday this year. Where did he go? He went to Best Buys. And here's the story. He must have been stampeded. Well, it was it was run. He loved the way Best Buys ran it, and he'll he'll go he'll be happy to go back. Really? Yes. And see, my brother, everybody works overnight for a grocery store. He works for Vaughn Pavilion, and so he's used to dealing with customers. That's part of the reason why he likes working overnight, because that way the customers don't bother him. He's just busy <laughs> stocking. <laughs> So smart man, yeah. I love that man. So, so my brother decided to go Thanksgiving night, and he's been smart. He's been shopping the last two to three days for a a smart a smartphone. Uh huh. He decided that he wanted one, and he was looking the Samsung with normally two hundred dollars, and he's looking at Best Buy offered it for fifty bucks. And the deal was it's Thanksgiving night at midnight, and those are his hours. Those are the hours he's up anyway. So, he went to bed, got up at 6, and had dinner with the family. And he told my, our friend Chris, we're going to go to Walmart. Walmart started up last Friday at 10 o'clock Thanksgiving night. But they allow people in the stores at 8 o'clock. So, my brother and his friend Chris were text messaging back and forth. And my brother had a great 45-minute story. You know, that basically... Chris wanted to buy some TV sets at two different places, three different TV sets. So when he went to Walmart, uh, he was still in line. He went there at 9. He was still in line at 12.30 in the morning trying to get out of Walmart. And I can't go through all of it, the story, but they, they didn't. 
The staff was not very well trained. They had a checkout department. They kept moving the checkout counter to three different locations. And one of the pit customers go into the back of the store or the front of the store and get trying to move it. And uh, he was he was not too thrilled. While my brother at Best Buy got there at nine thirty in the evening, got in at midnight and got his phone by twelve thirty in thirty minutes. And he was a happy camper and then he waited for his friend Chris to show up to help buy another T V set. But uh and then, so they were there till three in the morning. But he said at Best Buy, it was a great experience at Walmart, where his friend Chris was, it was not organized at all. So, so I just wanted to share an experience. Because I'd never known anybody to shop on a Black Friday deal before. So there. So there I lose, Patricia. I bet I did. Okay, hold on everybody. Jaws for Wind Conversation Bill Bragg Echo Slap Larry Gast Nolan Kent Plus One Fuck Bill Grind Cynthia Cole Dennis Hart Frank Bressy Jeff Silver Jim Taylor KAC Carolyn Grime Carolyn Grime Patricia Hewitt Fender Patricia Hotel Page Up Favorites All Change Bill Bragg Online Applications Con Send I M Send S M Send Con Send File Send Voice Message Send File Send Voice Message Share Screen Invite to Enter Leaving Menus All Conversation you said with List Bill Bragg Online My Three One Unloading Jaws Cancel Okay Okay. And that was Ann. That's good. Well, at least I know where we were. Okay. Okay. We're back, everybody. Patricia decided to have a lunch break until we... She's back. No. That's not true. I, I got know. thrown out. I got thrown out the door. Anyway. So my brother, uh, Best Buys, got there at midnight. So he went in line at 9.30, got into the store at midnight, and got his phone in 30 minutes. And paid fifty dollars for it, saved one hundred fifty dollars. And he did get the fifty dollar phone. Oh yeah, and there's a three day sales, so he got his fifty dollar phone. His friend wow, his friend, so they really did it right. His friend Chris went to Walmart, and they were totally oh, they were totally disorganized. He they opened the store at eight Thanksgiving night, started the Black Friday special at ten. He was still trying to get out of the store at twelve thirty, you know. Um, yeah. Was, Walmart. Was, and he said it got to the point they kept moving the checkout into three different locations, so they never knew I, quite where to go. Hello there. Just a nightmare. You're on the air. I just want you guys to know you're the only ones that I do this for. Oh, <laughs> Bob, you are faithful. And Bob, you're the only one we know who would do it for us. I thought I had it figured on out, and I've been dialing since ten o'clock. You've been calling somebody uh, else? But I keep getting a busy. Busy? Busy? No, and I thought, gee. Well? Maybe the phone company's got me blocked out or something. <laughs> uh, do you have a you know, speed dial? You, you know what I think it is? It's the state of Wisconsin. The state of Wisconsin's been calling our station pretty heavy tonight. Well, that's, we only got one line out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what the problem is. <laughs> and, and, and they get you overloaded quite, quite quick. You are too funny. You guys are, you, I, I you guys, dialed two wrong numbers just to make sure things were working right. <laughs> and I don't know who they were, 
That's okay. Oh, my God. Do you, you know how often that is happening to us? Did you or say did you... Uh, Patricia asked me to call? Is that how you did this or what? Uh, did you say Patricia yes. asked me to call? I have this lady in Florida I think you need to talk to. <laughs> well, no, I, I, no, I dialed. I dialed the 714 area code, so that would be out there. In yeah, Korea. California, yeah. Oh, you know, there is some poor person out there, Bob, who has repeatedly gotten phone calls from more than one of us. Believe and that. I, I suspect that you wound up with transposed numbers, which is how I do it. And the person I get periodically has finally put everything on voicemail, <laughs> which I think is a very smart thing to do because I don't want to talk to her either. Every once in a while, I, I think I get a, uh, like I'm dialing into a fax number. I get uh, Yeah, yeah that, uh, there's a fax number in here. If, if I don't pick up within four rings, it goes in the fax. So sometimes I need to ask mom or dad to take it off. Oh, no, no, I don't think it's your fax number. You don't think it's my fax number? Well, it could have been, I suppose. I don't know. But yeah, because when I don't pick it up, it, it goes into a fax. It's data that I get back, and I just... I just yeah, that's me, yeah. Well, maybe that's... That's probably me, yeah. you know. But anyway, okay, are you ready? We're ready. Henry Morgan. Yeah. Yo. You want to nominate? What was that? Henry what? Morgan. No, 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 no. That's, that's a... Is that, is that the pirate? He, he's a pirate. Henry Morgan. So he's the one... Henry that, Morgan? Henry yeah. Morgan. And and where would, where did he pirate? Uh, probably out in the ocean someplace. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. You know, we have the smartest people in our family. And, and uh, do you know who Edward Teach was? Oh, yes, Blackbeard. That's right. Okay. But how you already, are you doing? already gave Blackbeard, but I just... Yeah, but, but nobody asked about Howard Teach, and I just learned that last week when I was looking for pirate information. I want you to be so impressed that I remembered it. Well, that's You guys do good, really. Sometimes. Now, what was the first one? Um, I, I said, Morgan. who was he? Henry Moore? Henry oh, Morgan. Henry Morgan. Morgan. Duh. I knew that. Henry Morgan, the comedian. Yeah, the comedian turned to be a pirate. Yeah. Well, maybe that's he was before he became a comedian. Hen Ooh, he looks mean. Actually, there was a radio show, Here's a Float with Henry Morgan. I want they took a, a, a spin off of that. An admiral in the British Royal Navy a privateer, and then turned pirate. Hmm. Hmm. Probably more money than that. Made a name for himself during activities in the Caribbean, primarily raiding Spanish settlements. He was one of the most notorious and successful privateers in history and one of the most ruthless. How about that? And that uh, program, uh, Journey into Space, uh-huh. That's a BBC program. Ah, okay. It is BBC. Okay. Well, I will dig around my British sites, uh, one in particular, and they are just so good. If they have it, I get, I get it. Um, I, and I, I try not to abuse it, but if I have trouble finding something and I leave a note, I usually get one back that says it's either not available or I'll load it up for you or, you know, they're just so good. Forum. I got that off of Jerry. What's he faces? Oh, Jerry Hennigas? Jerry Hennigas. Yeah, I I could never pronounce his name either. Okay, so Henry Morgan was a was a really bad guy. Uh, hmm. Like, we're all bad, I guess. And uh, how did you know about Henry Morgan? 
Now, uh, How did you know about him, Bob? What, Henry Morgan? Uh-huh. Well, I, I cheat sometimes and I get it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of the most honest cheats we have. You know, I, I could have given you another one, Mary Reed, too, but if she was a female one. Hmm. Oh, I put together some pirate information, and I know that there were two women on my list, but I'm not sure that's one of them who made the cut. Let me see. Pirates. See, I got stuff named pirates. Um, women, women. Um, two of the most famous women were Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. There you go. Pirates rules. Said no women aboard. So they disguised themselves by dressing up in men's clothes. How about that? That's what it says, anyway. Well, Everything I mean, on the internet is true. On the one that her, her father was, uh, he made his living on the, on the sea. I don't think he was a pirate, but her mother dressed her up in boys' clothes, I think. And she kind of take the place of, I think her, she had a brother that died or something. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, I guess if they found out that they had women aboard, the women would be killed because it was bad luck to have a woman aboard a ship. That's what I always thought it was. But... Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I think I'm a good luck charm. Yeah, it says she came to life as the illegitimate child of her mother and was dressed as a boy to impersonate her deceased legitimate brother. To hide her mother's indiscretions from her seafaring father. <laughs> What's that? Like a oh, what a tangled web we weave. Well, I tell you, they've been doing that stuff for years, haven't they? I guess they have. Does it give a date or a year in there, in the information you've got? Okay, you don't have to look anymore. We'll let you off the hook I was this just time. looking for a date, but that should have jumped out at me, but it didn't. Yeah, a year, something around there. Um, what have you been doing this week now that you don't have the badger to take care of? Who? What have you been doing now that you I don't have... I didn't say have... anything about football. Yeah, I... <laughs> you were so good. Oh, oh, you're talking about that wild badger that I got up at the trailer. Well, yes. I you were oh, surely, about surely you don't think I was asking about the other. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Oh. I haven't seen that guy around for a while. We close that trailer up now, you know. Yeah, I know. That's that's why I said, what are you doing now that you don't have to pay attention to him or her or it? I just, I do whatever I want. <laughs> Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh yeah, always have a good Thanksgiving. I like Thanksgiving. That's not so commercialized. It's true. It's true. You have to buy a turkey, and that's about it. And that's that's and even that's why it, it doesn't. You know, they don't like it so much because they only buy food. They don't buy gifts or anything like that. It's and they don't decorate for it. And, you know, pretty. Not that they haven't tried. Well, I'm sure they have, but they've tried, but it didn't. It didn't catch on. You do not send out Thanksgiving cards. 
<laughs> not very often, and some people do. And they'll uh, even even uh, Halloween kind of fell by the wayside for a while, but around here they did pretty good for Halloween this year. And now that that doesn't last very long, and you only buy pumpkins for that. Uh huh. Well, candy, but that doesn't go good anymore either because it's not safe for the kids to you know to get treats or anything. Right. So that's that kind of died out. And now Christmas is here. And Christmas has been around here for a month and a half. Well, okay. Uh, I mean, really, it, it's just, we were talking about that earlier tonight. It, it, it we're, It's almost worn out by the time we get there. The, 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 the big box stores like uh, Home Depot and, and this, I think you might have those down there, Lowe's. And, yes. There's a Menards up here where we go, and, and they've, they've, had, uh, they've had their Christmas stuff out. Well, even, even when the Halloween stuff was still out. Uh-huh. They had trees out that were decorated and they wanted you to buy and um, right next to the Halloween costumes. And so they wore it out so it isn't, it isn't fun anymore. I don't like I like Christmas. Christmas is over. Christmas is good. We're starting Christmas next week. That's okay. Well, that's not too soon. A month, you know. No. I think, I think December 1st is a very fine time to start Christmas. A little less. Walden thinks... Walden thinks January 1st is a good time to start That's Christmas. That's right. I only got my first Christmas card yesterday. You, you know, a little less than four weeks and the days will start getting longer. That's true. All the, all the winter right. snowboards, yeah. Uh, and then another one now before I forget. What's that? Uh, gosh, I ain't going to think of the program. Oh, the Texas Tales of the Texas Rangers. Ah, okay. Char- Charcoal was his horse's name. Charcoal, that's good. Charcoal, yes, very good. Yeah. And you did that without even looking. I know you well, did. Well, I, I, I listened to that one the other night. Every night when I go to bed, I play a radio program. And I listened to that, and I was paying real close attention to see if he was going to name his horse, and he did. <laughs> because you knew Patricia was going to ask a horsey question pretty soon. Yeah, that's... I, one well, I wanted her, to get that out of the way. That's one of her but, staples. But you got it in there. I did ask about that earlier, and nobody knew what it was, so you did good. Now, here's here's a question. <clears throat> Someplace I got, every day I get the trivia question on my computer, it pops up. Yeah. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Well, they asked, and it was a multiple choice question, what was, the, well, how they how they phrase it? It was uh, Sherlock Holmes's partner, Doctor Watson. What was his first name? After Watson? Yep. No, what was Doctor Watson's first name? What was his first name? Oh, his first name was John. That's it. I knew that. But, and, and, oh, I am so hot tonight. And what's his male initial? Yep. Oh gosh, you know I cannot remember, and I know he had one. Yeah. Um. You got a choice at one hour twenty six shot to get it right. Yeah, I'll say M. No. H. Yes. There you go. That's the one I was wanted to say at first, and I thought John H. Watson. Watson. That doesn't. That's not musical. But H. But I don't know what the H stands well, for. Well, you know, I think H allows you to pause. Uh-huh. 
I think when you say John H. Watson, it makes you pause. Yeah, I don't think I they, know, but I John M. Watson just couldn't find a, a name to the H. I think you're right. Maybe they never came up with one. Well, when they had this question listed on there, mm -hmm. they had, I don't know how many, they had four or five multiple choice, but they said it was only mentioned like three times. Huh. Well, his name was only, John no, they was only named? John, three times. I got that out of Wikipedia. Right. I, I wanted to ever make his wife's name. Mary. Okay, Mary. And then yeah, they, that was his, that was his wife's name. And now, did Sherlock ever have a male name? No. Okay. Did he have a wife? No, no, he never Watson married. Did. Um, Watson did. Watson oh, had okay, two wives, about. and Watson remarried after Mary died, and I don't know what his second wife's name was. Shame on me. Well, I wouldn't have known what her first name was. And what would, the, oh. what would what would the address of where Watson and uh, Sherlock lived? Oh, two twenty one B Baker Street. Okay. And how many? And what was? The, and what was the other famous? How many steps did, did they have to take to get up to the room? Oh, I don't know that. I will say thirteen. That's what I understand. Thirteen. Yeah. That's that's a pretty standard number yeah. of steps. Yep. To get up to a second floor. Okay, mm -hmm. what was Sherlock Holmes' brother's name? Huh. I don't know. Um, You're going to be asking me a hard question. I'm, well, I'm trying to think. I think it's right there. It's right in my brain. In my front part of my brain. Everything is in your brain. I, I, Croft, uh, I, I, I gotta come up with the first part. You're getting close. I gotta come up with, I, I remember the second half of it. The second, Malkoff, um. Oh, boy, are you good. Uh, You're getting there. Mycroft. 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 I had to get the right. Mycroft Holmes. Mycroft Holmes. Yes, and he was the lazy brother. That's right. Although he was presented as having a superior brain to Sherlock's. Did he only have one brother? Yes, just one. And he worked for the government. He was sort of a government guy. Yeah, he was associated with the government. Um, either either worked for the government or all of his contacts were in the government, mm -hmm. but he, he was very much connected. You're right. Well, was Watson's wife mentioned in, in, in a program? Yes, and he mentioned her several times. Let me I don't know see. if Mary ever, I don't ever remember she ever had any dialogue. I thought he always referred to her. He he referred to her. That is correct. Uh, oh no 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 no! No, you remember there, there was there was one show where Mary showed up with Sherlock Holmes when Doctor Watson was captured and put in a locked room. And I'm going to eventually come up with the name of the show. It was one of the earlier shows. Um, it wasn't. <sighs> 
And who was and they were going to kill him with poisonous gas. Oh gosh. And who, oh god. And who was Sherlock Holmes' arch nemesis? Oh, Professor Moriarty. All right. And what was Moriarty's first name? He wasn't a doctor, was he? Professor. 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 I don't think I have to know. I don't think so. I know either, and I know he had one. I don't think, I don't ever recall it. Um, Somebody in here has said his middle name, John Watson's middle name was Hamish, H-A-M-I-S-H, which is James in Scottish Gaelic. No. And I know Watson was was Scottish. What? Um, you remember the story, the 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 title of the Sherlock Holmes story where he basically, you thought he was, uh, doomed. He, you know, what what was the title of the story when? Oh, uh, the last. The, the yeah. last something or other when they went over the cliff right, together. Right. Right. What was the name yeah. of that title? Oh, well, then. And, uh, it was and why, James. And hmm? why, did they, why did he write this? Uh, because he was finished writing. He didn't want to write any more he Sherlock sick, Holmes stories. Yeah, he and, was sick of the character and he wanted to get yeah. rid of him. So he killed him off he or tried him to. Off. And he, then he got resurrected. And the public couldn't stand it after, what, two or three years, Hyenas, and he finally gave in. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't kill Doctor. Did he kill Holmes? Yes. Oh, he did. Yeah. Well, he tried. He tried. He tried to kill him off. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. They went over a cliff. He and Professor Moriarty were fighting, physically fighting, and the two of them went over a, a cliff. cliff. And it was presumed because that's the way the Conan up. Doyle set it up that Sherlock had disappeared into this canyon and got beaten to death on the rocks, and he was gone forever and got washed away in the water and all that kind of stuff. So he was supposed to have been gone forever. I think it was their, called the final solution or something like the that. The final solution. That was it. That, that was, was it. That yes, was, yes, yes. And that's what, uh, you know, he wanted to finish him off. But the public, after two, three years, overrode his wishes. Mm-hmm. And he, he came out and he he wrote more. The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. And it, it was really cool. Uh, he, he didn't lose anything in between. Right. So. Well, you did really well on the pirates tonight, sir. You're, you're a pirater for sure. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for a question? Sure. I guess. Oh, yes, oh, you man. are. I just know. I've got one for Walden. I should have saved this one for you, so I'm going to do that. Um, in... Let George do it, and yours truly, Johnny Dollar. There is something in common with those two shows. What is it? With, with, with Johnny Dollar and who? Johnny Dollar. Let um, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and let George do it. Has something in common? What was it? They both worked for an insurance company. No, they didn't. Well. Well. Is this a multiple choice? <laughs> See, I spoiled you guys. No, this one is not multiple choice. Should I find one with a multiple choice? Yeah, well, no, but Johnny, uh, Johnny Dollar and uh... George Valentine in Let George Do It. 
George Val- George Valentine was the name of the character. It wasn't the actor. It was the name of the character. They weren't insurance investigators. Well, Johnny Dollar was an insurance investigator, but not George Valentine. I gotta think. I don't listen to too many George Valentine on. I'm not gonna get it. Should we give it to him or just move on? Uh, let's give it to him. All right. They were both both characters, Johnny Dollar and George Valentine, were played by the same person. Bob, Bob Bailey. Bailey. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, there were there was more than one. There were five Bob Baileys, or, or five Johnny Dollars, but the one that is in common with George Valentine is Bob Bailey. He played the same role. I like him. Um, all right. How, about, how are you on horses? Horses? Yeah. Well, I hang on to the saddle horn real good. <laughs> Oh, dear me. Well, we asked Ray in Chicago the name of Dale Evans' horse, and by golly, he was halfway there, and he just couldn't get the other half. What is the name of Dale Evans' horse? Dale Evans' horse? Uh, yeah. That was Buttermilk. There you go! Very good. All right. Ray, I hope you're still listening. Buttermilk. He kept saying, he didn't keep saying, he said, it's not Buttercup? No, it's not Buttercup. And... He just butter uh, we fingers. had everything from butternut candy to butterfingers. The butternut <laughs> coffee. Did anybody say butterfinger? Yeah, he did. Yes, yes, Ray was trying everything, bless his heart. So, all right, Bob, we're on a new list now because everybody's envelopes are sealed. So we're starting with a new package. What shows would you like? Well, that's the hardest question of the night. See, that's what I said to Walden before. Those are the, the I asked the trivia questions, but the hard ones are the, what would you like? About uh, the creaking door. You want the creaking door? Interesting. Creaking door it is. All right, you got it. All right. So you're going to have a wonderful week. We will be here next week with Christmas. And um, thank you for hanging in there so you could call us at this ludicrous hour. Uh, did I tell you that it's eight below freezing? <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. That's awful. Yeah, eight below freezing. You, you need it. Really? Walden has, an ele- Walden has an electric blanket in California. I can't imagine what you need up there. I've got a great big feather tick on top of the bed, and I tell you what, oh, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth a hoot down there in 70 degree weather. <laughs> well, it would for me. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was all wrapped up in a blankie this morning, sipping on a hot cup of coffee. I mean, really, I was wrapped in a blanket. And I said, what is the temperature out there? It was 72 degrees. 72. Yeah. <laughs> and I was frozen. I was shivering. Oh, my goodness. I'm so embarrassed. I'm not going to tell you guys that anymore. Well, that's something else. When you said, have you just always been a writer, or were you ever a nurse? Yes, I was. Yes, I was what? That, that yes, was I was a nurse. An answer. 
yes, yes, I was a nurse, but not for nearly as long as I've been a writer. Okay. I mean like a full-fledged RN type nurse? Full-fledged RN type nurse. Okay. You didn't, you didn't like that? Well, it wasn't where I needed to be. I mean, I, I did a good job, and it was a very good profession, and I liked what I did, but they kept promoting me. Uh, and I kept saying, why don't you just leave me here because I'm so happy here? And they kept saying, but we need you over there. And I finally wound up doing all of the hiring and all of the firing, and I said, this is not what I went to school for. So. Like and I said, what did you always want to do? And I said, I always wanted to write. And so I said, that's what I'm going to do. And I did. It takes special people to be in the medical field. And I agree. And see where you would have done well in that. Well, thank you. And I have a, I have a granddaughter. She's a full-fledged RN. And that's, uh, uh, I wouldn't want to do that. They are special people. Yes, you are so right. Yeah. And, and Walden, he's special too. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, yep. Without him, we wouldn't have a show. Oh, say no, that's okay. Kim and Big Turks. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you guys fill in for him? Well, I like to now that Patricia and I will be doing a lot of the holiday shows. Uh, everybody here's your calendar. Uh, I have just booked Patricia and I for six shows during the holidays. We'll be on twice Christmas Eve day. Please. And then again uh, the the whole week Patricia's yes from uh, Christmas uh, Christmas night through that Thursday, we'll be on after Bill and Mike, and then New Year's Eve. So I have to check with Patricia. She she's, doesn't have any other plans, but you know, besides being with with us. You're gonna make this known later on too, so that I don't forget because I don't remember too good anymore. Neither do I. I have to go back to what Walden wrote out and say I think that one's okay. I, th- I think they're all okay, Walden. Okay. I just need to. Do a little cross-referencing here and make sure that I didn't mess something up. Okay. But are these shows going to be like at nighttime? Well, Christmas Eve day, traditionally during the day, we like to do sometime during the day. Everything else will be at night. Like like now or? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or like when? Uh... So let me, let me see what he writ here. I I wrote for example, Christmas Eve day will come on at one o'clock in the, in the afternoon. And I haven't figured out what time we're going to close. And then that Christmas Eve night will come on at midnight Eastern time. And we'll see Santa in. And same thing Christmas night. And then the 26th and the 27th. And then New Year's Eve. So we got six. But what for Patricia? We got six bonus shows to add to the lineup. Do you you realize that all your calls tonight, almost all of them come from the Midwest? They've been amazing. Wisconsin. I know. You folks are just holding down the fort tonight. Wisconsin. Well, we got one from Florida. <laughs> mm-hmm. We did have one from Florida. But, you but you're right. Two. You're right. The Midwest wins tonight. Three from Wisconsin. I know. Two from, two. Two from Wisconsin. Oh. I know. I know. You guys are winning the race tonight. Oh. So 
Well, let's see what else is going to happen. Maybe you guys are going to lose out. I don't think so. But we could now. We had uh, California, Michigan, New Jersey, California again, Chicago, two Chicagos. We had two Chicagos. Mm-hmm. And a new caller from Wisconsin. So we had Bob two and Tom and a new caller. There's three. It's a new caller out of count for two if you're counting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, Bob, you too much. Well, you have a wonderful weekend and a great week, and maybe we can get to talk to you next week. Well, we'll see if my phone's working. If I, if, I, if I can get to one of the lines that are gone out of the state. You know. <laughs> lines out of the state. Can I okay. ask a, 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 one, one other question? Yeah. Yeah. Out in Nebraska, do? They won yesterday, so they're going to play Wisconsin next Saturday night. For you know the what? Big Ten title. Nebraska's the shoe-in for the Rose Bowl. Well, they've only beaten Wisconsin once before, so trying to beat a team twice in the same season might be tough. I don't know about that. You know, so, yep, the winner goes to the Rose Bowl. I suppose you got tickets for that, then. Well, not yet. Not yet. My mom and... My, uh, my mom and... It's been who we wind up playing, I think. If we wind up playing, I didn't. I haven't checked to see if Notre Dame won tonight. Notre Dame. Yeah. Would it be? Well, the thing, if Notre Dame were lost tonight, it might be Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl against Nebraska. Oh. So I haven't looked up to see if Notre Dame won or lost. I thought it was always the West Coast team. Traditionally was, but I'm figuring the West Coast team might be playing in the national title game. So it just depends who who won, if Notre Dame won or not, won or lost. They've got it so mixed up anymore, I'm going to quit watching. <laughs> you and Patricia both. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. All right. I'll, I'll be listening. You guys, you guys do a nice Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Bye-bye. And we'll talk to you again. Perfect. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. There's no place like Nebraska. Still I the back think. of you. Well, the I boys think. are the fairest, the girls are the fairest, and the boys are the squarest, yeah. 714-545-2071, give us a call. I checked the new rule book. Yes. And it says, F words are illegal on Saturday night. Oh. I'm going to call you back, you'll just chop me up just a little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jaws for Windows is ready. Skype trademark 16 Walden.Hughes. Conversation list list view Bill Bragg online. Hold on there. I'm going to get Patricia back on. So stay right there, caller. We'll be right with you when we get, get going. Conversation Bill Bragg online. Echoes, Larry, Nolan, plus one, Bill Brock, Cynthia, Dennis R, Frank Bressy, Jeff Silver, Jim Taylor, K.A.C., Carolyn Rock, Carolyn, Patricia, you enter, Patricia, Carolyn, rhymes up, page up, favorites. All check, Bill Bragg, echo slash, Bill Bragg, online. Applications. Send I send SM send content send file dot 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 send voice share screens dot invite the car enter leaving menus conversation list list view bill brag online three of one unloading jaws cans okay okay and hold on caller I had to walk on that side and I'll turn you up and that way we can say hi hello there caller hello Fred well Fred how in the world are you well it's been a week from hell uh oh uh oh tell me about it. Well, 
ended great with Notre Dame going to the national title game. Oh, here we go. So they did win. Yes, they did. So what was, the was next, baby? So what was the score? Twenty-two, thirteen, I think. Pretty tight. So the, the Fighting Irish are going to the Orange Bowl. Hey, Patricia can go to the game. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna be in Florida. Why? Why? The national championship. You can be a roving reporter. Who? You. Why? Patricia. What? You can be a you can you can be a sideline reporter. Why? <laughs> I think you bring a new perspective on the game. When? <laughs> January the seventh. Yeah. How? Uh, you just have to go to Miami, which I know is one of your favorite cities. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. You hate me, Walden. You always tell me you love me. I you hate me. You're going to send me back to that place. You hate me. No. I guess I better kick that off the list. Uh, oh, okay. you my heart. Okay. okay. So, Fred, what kind of a week did you... Oh, dear me. Yes, please take it off the list. Tell me about your week. What happened? Oh, God. Anything that could happen, happened. Well, we yeah. want to hear all the details. What happened? Well, it started out with a whole basketball thing, so I decided, well, maybe I will try to coach at a lower level. So I called up the rec director, and he, uh, new guy, got all this year. I wish he'd called a couple weeks earlier. I've already filled all the positions. Oh, great. Okay. But I was waiting to do that. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. I didn't really care. Um, but then, uh, I had to get new glasses. I was hoping my old ones would last me through the holidays. I got to do this prescription. But the old ones fell apart. I had to get new ones. So, that spent some money I hadn't counted on. Mm -hmm. And then, come Thanksgiving Day, I go to my aunt and uncle's, have Thanksgiving there, I come back. And they drive to my brother's, and uh, I got no brakes. My car. Oh my God! And uh, they got it. Found found out before I left. My cousin checked the brake fluid. I was out of brake fluid, so he went and got some. Ordered it. We couldn't see any leaking. So he went his way, and I took it off. I got maybe a quarter of a mile from my house, and I heard a pop. And no more brakes. Oh, my. And uh, I got the car home. Thank God. I couldn't afford to tow it. Uh, it was quite an adventure. <laughs> wow. I got oh, it back my. to the house. Parked it. Find out. Come to find out the brake lines popped. Rusted all down. God. God. That was another 240 bucks. <laughs> And then I found out, because I hadn't balanced my checkbook in three months, that somebody's been taking 30 bucks out of my account for the last three months, every two weeks, without me knowing it. That's not nice. Where did it go? Uh, overseas somewhere. Uh-oh. Uh take overseas. So I put in a, a, uh, you know, a dispute. 